right, here we are. Hope everybody's doing good. The truth has come out. The CDC came out with its uh, numbers earlier on. Really, I guess it was earlier on. Well, actually, it was late last week. Started to hear some rumblings about it on Friday. Wish I would have known about it earlier on Saturday. I would have given you all that information about the CDC's numbers that they have quietly changed without making too much publicity about it. Yeah, you can throw up that picture. Here it is right off the bat. There you go. Comorbidities. Table 3 shows the types of health conditions and contributing causes mentioned in conjunction with deaths involving coronavirus disease 2019, whatever, for 6% six, 6 of deaths. There you go, everybody. And most of you already know this, but we're going to go into detail on it. 6% of deaths, COVID-19 was the only cause mentioned for 6% of the 180,000 COVID-19. I believe at the time they're using 161,000, but we know that it's not going to change. So for 6%, I mean, for the 180,000 deaths, 6% of those deaths were caused by COVID-19 only. On average, there was 2.6 additional conditions or causes per COVID-19 death. The number of deaths with each condition or cause is shown for all deaths and by age group. So there you go. Now I want to go into this a little bit. Now there's always nuance with all of that. All right. There's somewhat, you know, you can have a doctor that listed a COVID caused comorbidity that took it off the no more comorbidity list. Okay. So, but it, regardless, this is a startling fact, startling facts. So even if you had nuance involved, let's say there was some nuance. So right now we're showing out of 161,000, it was 9,210 deaths purely caused by COVID where COVID was the only cause of death. I want to say that again, 9,210 deaths out of 161,000. I know it's 180, but this was done with 161. So 9,210 deaths were caused exclusively by COVID. Now, again, there might be some nuances involved. And one of the doctors I heard come out and the doctor wanted all the information to come out. He said, well, you know, you have some doctors that list things caused by COVID in the midst of COVID as COVID morbidity, i.e. like lungs full of fluid, which was caused by COVID. So that may take some of the 9,200 up, but how much? Hardly any at all. So even if it's between, let's say, 10 and 20,000 people died of COVID. 2007, last year, last year, 60,000 Americans died of the flu with no comorbidities. See, if you, again, I said this a dozen times, a hundred times, however many it's been, that if you documented the flu, you put out graphs, you, used, you went on news reports every night and you documented flu positive tests, flu deaths every year. Remember, because in America, between 30 and 80,000 Americans die per year exclusively of the flu. They don't go in and, and do blood draws at car crashes and find that there's flu in the blood and stipulate and put that as a false attribution to flu deaths. They don't do that. That just began this year. That blessing began this year where you have somebody in the state of Florida struck dead by lightning and put down as a COVID death. That happened. Five shootings, at least in the state of Washington, for where the person was shot dead by a, to quote, a 310 to Huma, shot dead by bullets, was put down as a COVID death over and over and over again. This is now shown. See, they can't hide. Even the propagators can only lie 
so much. And part of the reason why they can't lie too much at the CDC is insurance companies are going to come after everybody. Because remember, insurance companies have been charged three times as much for a COVID patient as they are for a non-COVID patient. So let's break down those stats real quick. One of the real important uh, pieces of statistical data that came out of the CDC's most recent report was that the average age of COVID death has gone up. The average age of in the United States of somebody dying of COVID is now 80. Not two weeks ago, not one week ago, it was 78. So now the truth keeps coming out that the average age of death of COVID is higher than the average age of death, period, in the United States. The average age of death in the United States is 78. The average age of a COVID death is 80. Now, here's the thing. Why does this not stop the presses? Here's the, here's the disturbing part. I don't expect CNN to lead with this. I don't expect even Fox, sadly, to lead with it. Definitely not MSNBC. New York Times, Washington Post, I don't expect any of them to lead with this story that only 6% of all COVID deaths were exclusively by COVID. That should end it all. Absolutely end it all. Where you've been propagated 180,000. By propagated, I mean propagandized. We've been, we've been told, we've been propagated that it's 180,000 COVID deaths Turns out to be that COVID all by itself could only kill 9,210. Where last year we had 50 to 60,000 flu deaths with no comorbidities. Whoops. Lockdowns, shutdowns, quarantining, mask wearing, alcohol stations, uh, multiple, the, the suicide rate through the roof. Uh, trillions and trillions of dollars in additional debt. We're staring at $30 trillion in debt by the end of this year. Whoops. Never needed to happen. Well, who's been saying that the whole time? Just a few of us in these outposts of freedom throughout the country. There's a few of us that are talking out there that have been saying that from day one. The Rodney Howard Browns of the world. The Tom Lipley's of the world. The Jonathan Shuttlesworths of the world. Uh, Dan Bongino's to some degree. Um, and, and several others that I'm not going to think of everybody's name right now, but there's outposts of freedom that have been telling you from day one that the response to this thing was a complete and total hoax. Now I was saying earlier, what's most disturbing about this information coming out last Friday is that nobody's talking about it. Not even on the conservative side, except for, I guess what people would consider to be the most conservative. I refuse the word, use the word alt-right because there's so much uh, negativity assigned to that, which is a bunch of, you know, a bunch of lies most of the time. But anyway, nobody's talking about it. This should be the end of it. Why won't, why won't conservatives talk about it? Again, it comes down to giving inches. And when you give inches, you give feet. And when you give feet, you give yards. And when you give yards, you give miles. And what happens is you're afraid to come out and say something like this because you're afraid of the consequences to you. You're going to be attacked. You're going to be called a liar, a science denier. Somehow they'll call you a racist one way or the other. So you're afraid to come out and say only 6% of 180,000 COVID deaths are actually exclusively caused by COVID. There I haven't, I haven't seen too many conservatives talking about it yet. I've seen it on Newsmax. I've seen it on, you know, Gateway Pundit, places that are dedicated to tell the truth. But people who have too much to lose, maybe they'll lose their audience. Maybe they'll get banned off Facebook. Whatever it is, aren't talking about it. President Trump 
Great job, President Trump. He put it out and it was taken down from Twitter. You know what he put out? He just put out the article. That's it. He didn't even put an opinion down on it. He put out the article and it was taken down. The CDC's article. And it was taken off of Twitter. That's the the tech tyrant society that we live in now. All right, so 80 years old is now the average age of death from COVID. Two years older than the average age of death in America. I already said it. 6% of COVID deaths had no comorbidities. The average COVID death had 2.6 comorbidities. Pre-conditions. Pre-existing conditions. 2.6 per death on average, which means it was 1 to 5. So upward to get to 2.6, you're dealing in the area of at least one and as much as five comorbidities averaging, leaning towards five, 2.6, closest to three. So almost three comorbidities per COVID death. Put your mask on. Oh my word. Hurry up. Lock down again. Close your churches. Get your masks on. What a bunch of simpleton sheep that run around with their masks on. I mean, what a bunch of sheep. We were out there on the street corner last weekend. And by the way, we're doing that again a week from Saturday. So get with me. We've got an event set up on that. You can contact us. We'll show you where to go. We'll wave our flags and we'll tell people to take their masks off again. We had so many people. Most, By the way, most of the time it was supportive. We received a lot of support out there. But there was people, I got numerous people flipping me the bird, strapping their masks on, mocking us, whatever. Who's the idiot now? I mean, you know, I mean, strap your mask on. You have to have at least 2.6 morbidities to even, I mean, I won't say you have to have it, but the average is if you're going to die of COVID, you have to have one to five comorbidities before it'll even hurt you in an average of 2.6. So get that mask on. There's only, again, remember, and I kept seeing it today couple people came Dwayne the Rock Johnson and his whole family it gets put out on Twitter trending on Twitter they've all got COVID oh no they've only got a 99.9% chance of survival they've only man it's grievous they have a 0.1% chance one tenth of 1% chance of dying their kids are 7 to 20 times more likely to die of the flu how is this not breaking news? How does this not change people? The simple answer is you have to have an alternative agenda. In order for you not to embrace truth, you have to have an alternative agenda. That's why Christians oftentimes or churchgoers is a more accurate framing of who they are, accurate portrayal of who they are. They don't embrace the Bible because there's just two. There's an alternative agenda. Well, if I embrace the Bible, then I have to stop sinning. If I embrace the Bible, that means I could walk out of my salvation. If I embrace the Bible, that means I'm going to hell. If I, you know, if I embrace the Bible from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I have to start believing what that I have to repent. You know, I have to believe in the great white throne judgment found in revelation 20, 11 through 15. And I saw the dead small and great stand before God and the books were open and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books. I've got to, I've got to embrace that. That doesn't fit in with my latte sipping tight jean wearing latte sucking moronic form of Christianity that I 
follow right now in the progressive church that I attend that never ever preaches out of the Bible and right now takes my temperature when I walk in the building after I've made my reservation to attend. That's where that's, you know, that's what people do. They're ha- if you're going to cast off absolute fact or a Christian casting off absolute biblical theology, you have to have an alternative agenda. And that's what we're seeing. And listen, the tests, you can get that next video, the first video ready for me. The tests are also absolute garbage. You're hearing about it all the time. Watch this video. And safely. Well, again, more lies in the face of evidence. We can now safely open right now. So while Biden and the media wants us shut down until election day, go figure, tricking anyone they believe, believes the virus is a death sentence for all who contract it, we all suffer for no scientific reason at all. Look at the University of Alabama. Over 1,300 cases of COVID were reported there with zero hospitalizations, not one. Students and faculty aren't even getting sick. The symptoms are so mild The only way they knew they had the disease was because we tested for it in mass numbers. It serves as more proof the virus is weakening. We told you about the New York Times investigation that found up to 90% of positive cases were due to hypersensitive tests, meaning the tests picked up the virus, but the person's viral load was so low, they weren't even contagious. We forced those people into quarantine now for no reason. What have we done? We relied on bogus testing to institute bogus lockdowns, closing businesses and schools for nothing. And what do we do? There you go. So most of the, listen, these tests are complete garbage. They're so hypersensitive. Again, there couldn't be any agenda behind that, right? Where you test somebody who's carrying such a small viral load they couldn't be contagious if they went up to somebody and said hey could you open your mouth sure and they spit in it they couldn't be even be contagious then and they're quarantining those people for 14 days minimum there's there's there could be no possible ulterior motive because it couldn't be that the, the ulterior motive is to make everybody feel like they need to stay in their homes and stay out of the voting booths? Could that be it? Play the next video for me. Only if they want to. Let's take a look at South Dakota. The governor there, Christy Nome, deserves a medal. She refused to institute mask orders. She refused to lock her state down. And today, South Dakota ranks 40th in per capita Chinese virus deaths. South Dakota also happens to have a booming economy when everyone else is struggling. The media went bonkers when they learned Sturgis was not going to cancel its massive yearly biker rally. Hundreds of thousands of bikers packed in a tiny town, no masks required, no social distancing mandated. The surge in infections comes amid growing fears the, the annual motorcycle rally could become a super spread. Well, leave it to CNN's breathless anchors to falsely warn it would become You heard her, a super spreader event. The sad part is the national media quietly rooted for the mass casualties just so they could blame the Republican governor and declare, we told you so. But what happened? Not much. No news of mass casualties. 
and not many infections. Only the local news felt compelled to report the real deal. A total of 650 people took advantage of the free testing with 26 people testing positive for COVID-19. All of them were asymptomatic at the time of testing. And all asymptomatic. Asymptomatic. <laughs> that means none of the people tested showed any symptoms at all. But after ignoring the rally. Like there you go. We can go on and on. I play the whole video. It's awesome. So there you go. I mean, you know what? I should have become a biker this year. That would be my absolute heaven on earth is to pack myself in i've been there once to sturgis i visited it a couple about three years ago awesome it was a lot i mean it was actually very patriotic it's about it was a whole bunch of trump people more than anything i mean I, I can't even say more than anything it's all that i saw was patriotism and trump while i was there three years ago but anyway that would have been my absolute dream my heaven on earth would be packed in with a whole bunches of people with no social distancing and lo and behold nothing happens once again, nothing happens once again. Here's the Wall Street Journal editorial on lockdowns. Measuring from the start of the year to each state's point of maximum lockdown, which ranged from April 5th to April 18th, it turns out that lockdowns correlated with a greater spread of the virus. States with longer, stricter lockdowns also had larger COVID outbreaks. The five places with, with the harshest lockdowns, the, the D.C., New York, Michigan, New Jersey, and Massachusetts, had the heaviest caseloads. We've been lied to from day one, folks. And, and I don't either lied to, galactically misled, or purposely galactically misled. It's all been garbage from day one. Absolute garbage. And right now, they're barely holding on. They're holding on, hoping to make it till November 3rd so they can try to defeat President Trump in the election. That's what, that, that's what the whole point of this entire debacle is is to remove President Trump from the presidency. They are willing to destroy the economy. They are willing to put us at a $30 trillion debt. They're willing to put their own Democratic Party, Biden, Biden, are willing to destroy their own constituents' businesses, their constituents' businesses. No, no thought process whatsoever. They don't care. They don't care at all. All the abortion clinics have remained open throughout. You couldn't go into any other clinic, couldn't go into any, anywhere else, but you can get an abortion all throughout. Their agenda stayed, their skeletal agenda stayed going the entire time. But it's all been from day one, a complete and total hoax. And again, here's the problem is that the church should have led the way. Tom, I get tired of hearing you say that. Don't care. The church should have led the way. The church never should have closed which I never did, never thought about it, never social distance, never locked down, no alcohol stations, no temperature taken, never told anybody to stay home, never extra clean the church, nothing, not one thing. Because you know what? I knew, and I'm not saying that I'm some sort of soothsayer of the future. I knew I could smell it. Anybody with any revelatory knowledge that isn't a coward could smell this thing out from day one. 9,200 real COVID deaths. That's where we're at. You know what? It, it made the nuances involved. So let's say 10 to 20,000 real COVID deaths just to be safe. Really? Now, and when 50,000 people died of the flu last year, 50 to 60,000, 80,000 in 2017 died exclusively from the flu. I could smell it from day one that this is a bunch of garbage. You see, part of it is it gives people a meaning. 
It gives them a cause. As I watch people drive by on US 41 in their, you know, 1997 Nissan Sentra with duct tape windows, as I see it, see them driving by flipping me the bird with their masks on. See, when you've done nothing your entire life and you have no intention and on the inside you rage against yourself and you rage against God, this gives you a cause. I'm out there saving lives by wearing my mask that does nothing, but it doesn't matter. Don't tell me it does nothing because that violates the meaning that it's giving me. That's all that this is about. It's, it's about lies. It's about giving people, it's about people deciding to grab a hold of it. So it gives them a cause and a meaning in life. That's all that this is about. The simpleton Christians that bought into this from day one. I had, I had people, whether it was my church or churches all the way around here, close themselves in, quarantine themselves all over what? 9,200 deaths is all COVID could cause by itself. Otherwise, it had to have a contributing factor. What if we documented the flu that way every year? Where we put down every flu death, we counted everything as a flu death. Everything. Well, they had a heart attack, but they tested positive for COVID. COVID death. And by the way, I played that video for you from the health department out of Illinois. Exactly, That's exactly what they did. They did exactly that thing. They did exactly that. She said, the head of the health department from the state of Illinois said, if they die with COVID, whether they're in hospice, whether they had a heart attack or a stroke, whether they had two weeks to live, they died of COVID. That is your 180,000. That's your 180,000. And all the Christians led our country into quarantine. If they would have stood up, the power of the Holy Spirit would come on, would have come on you embolden you put an anointing on you and you would have shown the country the right way yes we would have been rejected but we all by some but we would have been followed by many fact all right from the blaze nine two the california general assembly comprom uh, compromise that's about right comprised of a demo of a democratic party supermajority has advanced legislate legislation that could ease the criminal punishment for lgbt Q adults who have sex with underage teenagers. The bill SB 145 was introduced by state Senator Scott. This is a fitting name. Wiener, an openly gay man who's in seeks to prevent gay adults who sodomize or perform oral sex with underage teenagers from being automatically assigned to California's sex offender registry. The legislation calls for a judge to use discretion on assigning an individual to the sex offender registry if the victim was between the ages of 14 and 17. 14. So if a gay man sodomizes a 14-year-old boy or girl, now the judge will have discretion on whether or not to put that person on the sex offender registry. That's what they're shooting for. This is out in the open. Remember I talked about last week how we had 39 uh, children found. I believe it was somewhere in Georgia. 39 kids in a joint task force. 39 kids were found. When have you ever heard of that in your life? Followed up by 22 more arrests involving 
a different area, but having to do with sex crimes with kids. I wonder why. Yeah, you can throw those up there, brother, if you get them. I wonder why this is going on. This is out in the open now, folks. I have been not really. I've been skeptical, not critical. Skeptical. And we all should prove things out. We're commanded in the word of God to prove all things in First Thessalonians chapter 5. Prove all things. You know, hold on to that which is good. So I prove all things. I don't just buy into every last thing where there's tunnels here and tunnels there and all the different. I don't, you know, this person's really alive when they're dead. and all, I don't get into all that. I'm not saying what's true and what's not. But we've been hearing for a while about the undercurrents of pedophilia throughout our society. In Hollywood, Bill Clinton, Jeffrey Epstein. We've been, we've been hearing about the undercurrent of this for quite some time. You putting that up for me, buddy? U.S. Marshals, there we go. Find 25 missing children in Ohio days after finding. There, thank you. Perfect cumulative article. U.S. Marshals, and this is from yesterday, two days ago. From Newsweek, which is no bastion of conservatism, U.S. Marshals find 25 missing children in Ohio days after finding 39, 39, what's that, 66, 66 kids, 66 kids in a matter of 16, 17 days. Again, I ask you, it's 2020. When have you ever heard of anything like that before? And can everybody see my shirt? I hope you can see it here. I'm doing tricep extensions. There you go. It's like, like, like Chris Cuomo. There you go. Defend the police, baby. You sure you want to defund them when they just found 66 kids that have been missing, many of which used as sex workers? You sure? What, I missed out the number? 64? No, it's 64. What was it, 39 and what? Oh, yeah. Whoops, 64. So 64 kids. I'm glad you guys correct that so I didn't sound as moronic as I sounded the last two minutes before I continued on. So 64 kids over, over what, a 17, 16, 17-day 17 17 period? I mean, come on. When have you ever heard of that before in your life? I have never heard of that ever before in my life. 64 kids? And now you have this legislation going on in California. Let me just read it to you again. The legislation calls for a judge to use discretion assigning an individual to the sex sex offender registry if their victim was between the ages of 14 and 17 and the age difference between the offender and the victim is less than 10 years. The bill passed the California State Senate. Get this now. So it's about to become law. Oh, don't worry. Gavin Newsom will stop it. (laughs) Yeah. The bill passed the California State Senate by a 23 to 10 vote, their super majority, and passed the assembly by 41 to 18, the People's Republic of Communist California. What is that? PRCC, People's Republic of Communist California, the PRCC. Wow, 20, 41 to 18, they passed that thing. Wiener claims, again, Apropos name, the bill eliminates discrimination against LGBTQ youth in our criminal justice system. Tell me how that has anything to do with youth. It's no longer defending 14 to so. Give me, listen, I've spent a lot of times as a police officer in the youth services section. 
of the sheriff's office I work for, Sarasota County Sheriff's Office right here, just north of where I'm doing the podcast. And I've seen a lot of kids that are 14. 14 is extremely young. Plus, you know what? Anybody under 18, come on. That's what laws are for. Unbelievable. Let me say hey to a couple people here. All right, so I got Alex on. Hey, Shira. Hey, Lynn. Let me get the mic right here. Hey, Gina. Good to see you guys. Let me get up the... All right. Hey, May. Good to see you. Lori, good to see you. Johnny, Johnny and Lori. God bless you guys. Hey, Cheryl. God bless you. Good to see you. Hey, Bailey. As always, love you. God bless you. Glad you're on. JJ, Jason, God bless you. Glad you're on, brother. Glad to see all you guys. Hey, Brett. Hey, Tess. Seeing some new names on here. We got Rachel on. God bless you guys. So glad that you guys are on. I love you. I really do appreciate you watching. All right, now get ready. Now, I've said, I I went long-winded. I meant to do these things closer together. I know it's shocking I was long-winded, but I wanted to show, first of all, the lies of COVID, and then I wanted to show the failing of the church. Well, Carl Lentz, you know, like Tom, you shouldn't call out names. Don't care. You can call out my name all he wants, and I didn't care because I'm just a pastor of a church of two to 300 people. But, you know, hey, he, 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 he's not going to worry about calling out my name. So I, I don't worry about calling out his either. Carl Lentz leads the way once again in dishonesty, in lying, in capitulation, hypocrisy, uh, cowardice and ignorance. He's led the way once again. He did a video on what's the title of these things again, Aaron? Do you see the title anywhere? In, in something uncomfortable conversations with a black man. Is that right? Yeah. Uncomfortable conversations with a black man. First of all, right then and there, that's racist. It's racist. If, if you are, if you derive all of your identity from the pigmentation. I mean, who cares? Look at my face. I'm all butchered up from my sunglasses. I'm all sunburnt. If you derive your identity from the pigmentation of your skin, first of all, I'd have to be called right now Red. Hey, Red. What's up, Red? That would be my name. But here we go with Carl Lentz once again. Oh, here's the title. Race versus Religion. Uncomfortable Conversations with the Black Man. It's a series. Oprah's behind it. Oprah's either behind it or a partner in it. But here's Carl Lentz once again espousing the racism. Let me say it again now. Let me say it again. The racism inside the church. The racism inside the Christian church. Play the first video for me. Now, historically speaking, the most powerful person in America is a religious white man. Well, more specifically, the Christian, or should I say Christian, white man. I'm joined now by Carl Lentz, lead pastor of Hillsong East Coast, a church with nearly 10,000 members. Carl, how are you? My All right, friend? back to me real quick. Get the next one ready. Right there. Let's just break that first part down. And when we go right to the second video, that right there is racist. White, white Christian, or like he says, I, I should say white Christian. So you got racism mixed in with erroneous judgment. Oh, what a great combination. Play the next video for me. 1960s. Right. However, every Sunday morning in houses of worship, America is about as segregated as it ever can be. Oh, no. Why is that? Carl, 
because of the stuff we've said, you, you, it's hard to listen to a preacher preach if you know that that preacher believes in systems that are hurting your people. So All right, back it's to me. safer. All right, prove that, Carl. Please prove that. Prove that the pastors believe in systems that harm, not ignore, harm, harm. I don't think anybody's ignoring anything either, by the way, not in any church I've ever been to. I went to a large church in Orlando that had all sorts of races in it. I never saw anybody uh, try to turn away any ethnicity ever. Yeah, just put I saw his shirt. I was going to say the same thing. His shirt says, no justice, no peace. He is such a conniving little latte sucking weasel. And I want you to know how this, I wasn't going to play it. Maybe I'll make my buddy play it. That the beginning part of this was Carl Lentz talking about him and the other guy, their shirts and how tight they are and how allegedly muscular they are. That's how it started. That's how this whole thing started. I can't remember the timer. I'd have you do it. but So this whole thing jumps right off. I'm going to need you to play these videos for me, though, so be ready. This whole thing starts off that way. So allegedly, pastors of churches. Now, Nate, Nate, let's, let's break this down. Did he name any church? Nah. Did he cite any examples? No. Did he show any empirical empirical data? Uh, imperial data? No. Empirical data. Did he show any empirical data whatsoever? Any reports? Anything, anything at all that says that pastors in Christian churches are preaching ideologies and theologies that are harmful to the black community? I would love to see him cite examples. How about some videos, Carl? You little latte sucker. You know, if your shirt was any tighter, you wouldn't be able to get oxygen in your brain. I mean, I should say if your jeans were any tighter, you might not be able to get any oxygen in your nipples. They're so tight. You get no, you're getting no blood flow up to this part. Maybe that's why you're so dense. Harmful. Play the next video for me. Work. This is what happens with racism. The moment you start looking Arrogant. into this, you realize, oh, oh, wow. This goes all the way to the top. This is in our church choir. This is in our church administration. This is in the way we've taught the Bible. And there are a lot of Christians who set out to clean house. There you until go. They Back find to me. out. Really? Oh, that's how we teach the Bible. Really? Again, please show me some videos. Show me some videos, please. You said it goes to the top. All right. So let really the top evangelist on planet Earth for pretty much the first 10 years of this century and all of last century was Billy Graham. So please show me, Carl expert in race relations that you are soothsayer of the word of God and soothsayer of how all the rest of us preach the word of God. Cause you said it goes all the way to the top. Of course you don't specify because you're speaking out of your rear end. Absolutely. You have no factual data whatsoever to prove one thing that you're saying. We're preaching the Bible wrong. We're doing this to harm the black community. When name it. And are you talking about yourself? Maybe it's you. Are you racist, Carl? You said it goes all the way to the top. You're the pastor of a 10,000 member church. I don't even want to call it a church. Why don't you just call it a lukewarm dance club? How about that? Let's see. Lukewarm dance club. So LWDC. That's, that can be the new name of your church. Lukewarm dance club international. I'll put an eye on the end of it for you. Because you, what are you even talking about? And, and guys like this 
they get torqued off to the nth degree at guys like me who are all over them about closing their churches. But yet now they're calling every pastor in America a racist. Every white one, I guess. I guess the black pastors are all innocent. There's no racism in the black church whatsoever, right? None. It couldn't be. No racism in the black community whatsoever. Even though 97% of the murders in the black community are black on black. But there's no racism. And most of the time, the people calling themselves the N-bomb are other people that are black. Black people calling black people the N-word. But there's no racism in the black community, right? Not None at all, correct? I think there's just right. See, the thing is, I'm an equal opportunity offender. I'm the, I'm an equal opportunity accuser. I think there's racism everywhere, but you better be able to prove what you're saying, Carl. All right. Next video, play it for me. I think in fact, I, it could be said that in churches fact. might be one of the biggest propagators of racist ideology in our country. Expound and on that. There you well, go. Back to me from, I, I listened to his exposition on that. That he was asked to expound. Biggest propagators of racism. Where? See, show me the messages, Carl. You see, what he is, is a boot-licking, butt-kissing, ankle-grabbing pastor trying to refill his church after it's been closed, probably. He's boot-licking the Democratic Party. He's butt-kissing Black Lives Matter with his No Justice, No Peace shirt on. Why? I guess that is where his righteousness comes from. But you know what you call that? All our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. That's what Carl Lentz is pulling righteousness out of lies. If your light is darkness, how dark is your darkness, Carl? No examples, nothing whatsoever. But you know... Oh, Carl, oh, Carl, he's done this before. This is not the first time he's led the way in dishonesty, lying, capitulation, hypocrisy, cowardice, and outright galactic ignorance. Play the video from The View. Cause and, and it makes so it's not a sin in your church to have an abortion? Um, that's the kind of conversation we would have finding out your story, where you're from. What you believe. It, like yeah, I mean, God's the judge. People have to live to their own convictions. And I think if I have to tell you. Um, live by your own that's convictions. Such a, that's such a broad question to me. I'm going, I'm going higher. I want to sit with somebody and say, no, you're going way you lower, Carl. Um, so it's I, not an open and shut case with you. Some people would say it is. I, I think to me, I'm trying that's to how evades the question is first. Mm -hmm. Find out their story before I start picking and choosing what I think is sin in your life. Mm -hmm. I'd like to know your name. Well, you know, we I have back to me. So live by your own convictions and before I start picking and choosing what's sin in your life, not the, where's, did you hear one mention of the word of God in anything Carl Lentz has said? Have you heard one mention of the word of God? Have you heard one mention of the word repentance? Have you heard any factual data whatsoever outside of the Bible? Have you heard any factual data whatsoever? He's going higher well, what if you're reaching to the top of the mountain, but actually you're falling to the bottom of the well, all the while thinking you're reaching to the top of the mountain with your alleged grace. He needs to read 1 Corinthians chapter 5, so around verse 14, where you expel the wicked man from among you. For when there was sin inside the church, they expelled the wicked man 
from among them. Carl, you may have to lose a congregate every now and then by preaching the Bible, but that's not what you do because you're not about preaching the word, being instant in season, out of season, reproving, rebuking, exhorting with all long suffering and doctrine, second Timothy four, two. You're not about that. Are you Carl? What you're about is capitulation and butt kissing to try to get people to pay you, I guess, to be the pastor of a large church. I don't know what your motives are. I won't, I won't try to judge your motives too much, but I can judge this, that you're a capitulating ignorant man. You have absolutely, absolutely no factual data to support one thing you said. Now, I want to get to the basis of the show that he, that he appeared on, Uncomfortable Conversations with a racist black man. I put the racist part in there myself. So that's the that's the show that he was on. Well, where did this show come from? Well, let's look. Oh, Oprah, play it for me. White people who are not as powerful as the system of white people, the caste system, but they still notice no matter where they in the are with her. on the rung or the ladder of success. They still have their whiteness. I live in this white community and I don't have black friendship. That plagues me. And as white people, we, we, even the poorest of the poor, the I feel still has a leg up. Um, yeah, and really the leg up is what I was saying. You still have your whiteness. That's what the, that's what the term white privilege is. That whiteness still gives you an advantage no matter what. All right, back now. to me. Racism. That's what you call. That what Oprah just that montage that she went on was racism. That's all that it is, is racism. There's, you, you can flower it up all you want. They can sit there. You know, everyone, you know, so everyone always tries to sound intellectual. Well, you know, I believe that uh, I have friends that are, you know, I don't have any black friends. And I believe that there's always, no, you know what? Just talk the way you normally talk. So that's, if you noticed the African-American gentleman there with Oprah, the same guy that was on the Carl Lentz thing, right? So they're the, you know, this is all a cumulative, uh, cohesive effort to really spread racism, racism against white people. I don't want racism against anybody. I don't want race mentioned. You're like, why are you trying to hide? I'm not trying to hide from anything. I just don't care. Who cares what race you are? From the Blaze 831 NFL helmets will feature names of victims. Now, for those of you who haven't followed my lead yet and are not mass exiting. I had one person put on here. They're still going to watch this or that. You're crazy. You're crazy. I wouldn't watch two seconds of the NFL. The only seconds that I'll watch of the NFL are things that I can put on this show and try to defund the NFL. The NFL helmets will feature names of victims of police violence, victims of police violence. Oh, let's see. Nine unarmed black men killed by police in 2019. 19 unarmed white people killed by police in 2019. What names are going on the helmets? Oh, just the black people, right? Racism. It's absolutely, you want to put them all on. You had, remember now in 2019, you had 600 white people killed by the police, 200 to 250 black people killed by the police. So I assume that you're going to put, since this is a memorial to all those who were victims of police violence right here, baby, take your police violence, take it victims of police violence. I guess they're going to put white and black people on the back of these NFL helmets. Nope. Of course not. You know why? Cause the NFL is racist. That's why they're scared. 
They're capitulators. You don't need, realize that every inch you take is getting you, every inch you give is getting you closer to the wall. Your back will be against the wall at some point. Teddy Wheeler learned that. We'll get to that later. NFL helmets will feature names of victims of police violence and systemic racism this season. A season I will have nothing to do with. The NFL, once openly opposed to overt social justice or political demonstrations, will reportedly allow players to put the name of a victim of police brutality or, or systemic racism. Again, where are the stats? Uh, the FBI, UCR statistics show there isn't any systemic racism in police work. That doesn't say there's no racism. It, racism. it says there's no systemic racism. There's no name any systemically racist institution in America. I heard Dan Bongino name one, and that's education. Education is systemically racist, and it's run by the National Education Association, the biggest teachers union on the pla- on the planet, the biggest teachers teachers union in the United States that forbades people from having school choice, having school vouchers. That is that on a percentage basis hurts the black community way worse than it hurts the white community because the black community has way worse schools. So instead of giving a black, a black family an out of their horrible school, the NEA dominated by white people keeps them right back in their worthless schools, their failing schools. It disproportionately affects the black community. Again, the democratic party lying. The democratic party buys off the black community. Absolutely buys them off with a pittance, with welfare, with social programs, buys them off and keeps them from being all that they could be or offer. Listen, get out, walk away from the Democratic Party. Get the heck out of there. It's like I'm telling the cops in Atlanta, Portland, Seattle, Minneapolis, get the heck out of there. Get out of the Democratic Party. They're holding you down, white and black holding you down. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell has softened his stance. What a shock. Oh, what a shock. Another capitulator. What a shock. Another coward. Towards social... Oh, just cost him too much. Count the cost. It'll cost me too much. I'll get called a racist. I'll get canceled. Do they realize if the NFL actually stood up to the social agenda propagators, propagandists, if they actually stood up to them, how many more fans they would gain? I would buy 10 years worth of an NFL ticket right now. But of course, I don't know if I could because my football team, the Washington Redskins, no longer has a name. I'm living in the twilight zone. No longer hail to the... I don't know what to sing. What are they going to do this year? Unbelievable. I could An hour. Hour I could go on that. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell has softened his stance towards social justice issues in recent months. Noticeably lamenting the fact that he didn't listen more to former NFL quarterback Colin Kaepernick. Wow. About the issues he was protesting by kneeling during the national anthem. If you kneel to the flag, you're not just kneeling to cops. You're kneeling to the United States. You're kneeling to the men that charged the beaches of Iwo Jima in Normandy. You're kneeling. You're disrespecting. The wounded warriors throughout the hundreds of thousands of wounded warriors throughout our country that can't walk, that have an arm or a leg blown off. Colin, 30 plus million dollar value Kaepernick. All he he was just raised in absolute privilege. What a joke. 
ESPN reported over the weekend that the NFL was planning extensive content around social justice for the season's open season's opening week of games. Oh, goody! Oh, what? We're oh, hard hitting sacks, right? Touchdowns. No, extensive content around social justice. Woohoo! That'll be fun. Get the family. Let's make popcorn. We can watch extensive content around social justice. I can't wait. Any Christian who pays any attention to the NFL, you're weak. Get the heck away from it. It's garbage propaganda for the Democratic Party. The Black National Anthem, Lift Every Voice and Sing, will be performed before games. And the end zones will be will feature messages of end racism. And it takes all of us. Game day broadcasts may include players reading personal poems. Oh, boy. Yay. I get to watch an NFL privileged athlete read poems about how he's oppressed from his Lamborghini. Yes. Onward. <laughs> I call this particular video version the virtue buffoon, Pete Carroll. Play that one for me. As we're speaking about Head coach, all that's going on, and this is about racism in America, that white people don't know. He gets paid $8 they don't know a year. And they need to be coached up, and they need to be educated about what the heck is going on in this world. They can't. The black people can't scream anymore. They can't march anymore. They can't bear their souls anymore to what they've been what they've lived with for hundreds of years because white guys came over from Europe and started a new country with a great idea and a great ideals and wrote down great uh, great great writings and laws and all of that about democracy and freedom and equality for all and then it ain't happened it is that's not <laughs> what happened because me. oh it never happened huh Pete really okay you're making I don't know between five and twenty million dollars a year with your salary and endorsements and you're a rich white guy who's done nothing. You know, here is what you've done, Pete. This is what you've done is exactly what I'm doing right here. You've, you've sat your face before a microphone and done nothing except talk. That's all you've done. You've done nothing. You're a virtue signaling buffoon who lives in a giant mansion and does nothing. That's who you are. Just say it out loud. I've done nothing, Pete. That's what you are. That's who you are. You're just a, right, a rich guy espousing virtue that he does nothing about. That's what it is. And it's just butt kissing people to try to get them to not cancel the NFL. That's all that it's about. And, and if you keep doing that, they'll cancel you anyway. It's when you stand up that the cancel culture stops. As you keep continuing to cave. All the demon rat presidents, which I include in that George W. Bush. So you have Barack Hussein Obama for eight years. You have George W. for eight. Then you have Billy Clinton for eight. Then you have George Bush the first for four. All of those presidents butt kissed China for years and years and years as they took over our economic structure. They stole our intellectual properties. One abuse after another. Didn't abide by one treaty. Didn't abide by one agreement. But they just had to keep giving ground to them because they were afraid of what they were going to lose until Trump came in. That's all that's going on here with the NFL. All that's going on with Pete Carroll is, okay, okay, if we say that we're racist, will you not yell and scream at us and call us racist? See, you got to get like me. Don't care. Say what you want to say. I don't care. Call me what you want. Don't care. 
All I do is read the Bible and statistical facts and data. That's it. Number one cause of death in the black community is what? Is what, folks? You already know. Everyone who watched this show, what is it? It's abortion. The number one, not white police officers. White police officers kill nine unarmed black men a year. 19 white men a year. So that can't, you know, but that doesn't matter to people. They just have their agenda. Grace Community Church from the blaze. Two days ago, Grace Community Church in Sun Valley now has 30 days to vacate the lot or risk having uh, having any private property left there be confiscated. They've been leasing a parking lot from the county. The church has leased the parking lot from the county for decades. Los Angeles County has been seeking to shut the church down with a restraining order since it reopened, but the Los Angeles County Superior Court struck down the request. With the release of the CDC data showing that only 6% of people who have died from COVID-19 had no comorbidities, MacArthur said, that's the pastor of the church, said in a sermon Sunday, he's the pastor of Grace Community Church, I want to put those two together so you can look it up, said in a sermon Sunday that there is no pandemic. He is absolutely correct. There has never been a pandemic. There will not be a pandemic from coronavirus, COVID-19. There's their church. That's how you do it. Not like the church we showed in my area with their cones out and their social distancing and their stinking lawn chairs. Because, you know, again, you got to bring your own chair to church because your butt cheeks might transfer COVID to somebody else's butt cheeks. So it's the butt cheek virus, I guess. So you have to bring your own lawn chair. Oh, there we go. Put that up. There you go. You have to bring your own lawn chair to church, the church in my area. You have to bring it because you don't want the butt crack virus. Yeah, I know I'm changing from butt cheek to butt crack. Did it on purpose. You don't want the butt crack virus to get on somebody else's butt crack. So you have to bring your own chair because you don't want the stackable church chairs to be a, a haven of transmission for the deadly coronavirus. The 99.9% survivable coronavirus so what the county in la is doing is trying to take their parking lot that they've leased for decades but don't worry little capitulating quarantining mask wearing doofus christians that have closed your churches down and are social distancing and look and have church services that look like that oh it's all about compassionate control of a disease right you still believe that as L.A. County tries to take a church's parking lot and has been through court order trying to shut this church down. Oh, yes. It's all about compassion. You know, love thy neighbor. You know, you don't love your neighbor by lying to your neighbor, by telling them that masks do anything. The father of lies is the devil. That's who you're following. You tell, tell somebody, look at my compassion and my virtue. I'm saving lives. Look at me. Look at, I'm, I'm one of those Christians that follows the, you know, the two most important commandments summed up and love thy neighbor as yourself and love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and spirit. Love God, right? Look at me, espouse my virtue by lying to your face, by saying COVID is a plague when it's not, by lying to your face and saying that masks do anything. When they don't, there's not one mask that has, has the capability of blocking COVID, not even an N95. Speaking of masks, let's go with this. We have Nancy Pelosi's mask hypocrisy. This is classic. Play that video for me.
so many small businesses. Here's Nancy Pelosi earlier in the pandemic addressing the president. The president should be example. You know, real men wear masks. Be, be an example to the country uh, and wear the mask. Well, there's Nancy inside of a salon illegally. She doesn't have a mask on. <laughs> Sad to say, the left is, to some extent, enjoying this economic collapse. The pillar of Trump's reelection, of course, was the economy. Nancy Pelosi needs that salon closed for her party's political survival. But at the end of the day, she still wants to get her hair done. She's got to be on TV every day. She wants to look good. Everybody wants to look good. You want to get your hair done, too. Except you still can't. Nancy Pelosi can. Right, back Here to is me. how. So Nancy Pelosi crushed this business, but the person who let her in was not the owner. The owner was not pleased to find out because the owner will not be in business much longer. I mean, I, Democrats don't understand this. If you have a business that isn't making money, it goes out of business. And what Democrats don't get either is once the business goes out of business, then there's no taxes that eventually will not pay you either. Oh, that's okay. We'll keep printing money. Well, you keep printing money. Eventually, you have hyperinflation and your life will fall apart too. Gator gotta eat. Always. It's coming for you. Nancy Pelosi and her $30,000 freezer with her gourmet ice cream, it is coming to an end if things don't stop. There won't be a salon for her to go and get her hair done at anymore. And by the way, she said earlier on, she thought because they said, now, remember, this is in San Francisco, her district, where she is in charge of the laws. I mean, local authorities are in charge of the laws, but she represents really law and order in her district. She said, well, they said, the salon said that I could come in. You know the law, Nance Pelosi. You know the law. The law says they have to be closed. So why are you not abiding by your laws? Why aren't you terrified of COVID, by the way? Aren't you terrified? Aren't you just terrified to ever not have your face diaper on? You should be. Allegedly, it's this deadly plague, right? There you are. No face diaper. Aren't you terrified while you're sitting under that hairdryer? It could have the Rona on it. Here's another example of hypocrisy. You got Cuomo ready for me? Here's, here he is, Andrew Cuomo, Mr. Mask. He loves, oh man, I forgot to put together his, I have a video of him lecturing about masks too. I forgot to put that on here. But he's Mr. Virtue Mask Man too. You're, you're virtuous if you wear a mask. That's Cuomo. Put his, yeah. There he is, caught in public. That was a day ago. There he is out there. Why is he not terrified? Why is he not terrified of Corona? Allegedly, it's a plague. If he catches, he's dead, right? He's even in the alleged, you know, deadly category of somebody 60 or above, right? The most susceptible, you know, the most COVID is the most dangerous to them, right? But there he is. No problem. You know why? Because they know it's all about their socialist agenda. That's all that it's about. The ruling class has their rules. There they are. They're the ones that are holding the Pinocchio device. They're the puppeteers. They have their rules and they ordain to you your rules. Your salon will be closed until I come in there. Your baseball park is closed until the Fouch sits in the stands without a mask on watching the game himself with no other fans. The utopian socialist dream. Nobody else around but me in my little privileged world. Oprah, the Fouch, Cuomo, Pelos. Pelos is worth $69 million. Here's a Buck Sexton tweet. 
put that up for me. Got to read this one. Wasn't Nancy's fault. It was the Chardonnay making all the decisions. Breaking Nancy Pelosi's office has confirmed the speaker got her haircut indoors in a San Francisco salon, but released a statement claiming she didn't know she'd done anything wrong. Back to me. How's that possible? It's against the law for the salon to be open. It's against the law to not wear a mask. So how is it exactly that she didn't know that she was doing anything wrong? Explain that to me. It's because she doesn't obey the laws. She's a queen in her eyes. She's a monarch. She's not an elected employee. That's what she is, though. See, they hold on to these positions. They were supposed to just be for re retired professionals. Like a doctor retires, say he's 62, he retires, goes serve in Congress for two terms, call it a career. That's what it was supposed to be. But these people are all, all celebrities. They funnel tens of millions of dollars. Maxine Waters, the Pelosi, they are all linked. The funneling tens of millions of dollars to their relatives. Husband for the Pelosi, uh, daughter for, for Maxine Waters, wife for Bernie Sanders. They sit there and they funnel millions of dollars. That's what it's all about. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. Suspicious timing though. For the Grim Reaper, put the biased news up for me. New, Governor Cuomo's health department says it needs until, get this folks, two days after the election, November 5th, to provide nursing home coronavirus data since they can't afford the records, noting a diligent search for responsive documents is still being conducted. They've been saying that for forever. When did Cuomo's, he, he had a, his own mandate that he was responsible for put, putting it out, that mandated that nursing homes take in infected coronavirus patients. Yeah, there he is. There he is as he mandates walking his dog with no mask on. By the, by, by the way, violating his own laws right there. That's an arrestable offense. If he's, especially if he's in the city of New York, that's arrestable. He, but it doesn't apply to him, right? But he had his own mandated law. That nursing homes had to take in infected coronavirus virus patients. The count right now on the deaths that caused was 11,000. Now, you know, the numbers with the 9,200 from earlier, well, they can all be worked out later. Right now, he's credited with 11,000. That's before an official count, which he's not allowing to happen. Until when? Two days after Trump gets reelected. Good luck after that, Andrew. Good luck. Here's how I put together my hypocrite list of all the Democrats that have been caught uh, violating their own lockdown orders. Ready? Nance Pelosi, Chris Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo, George Stephanopoulos, Lori Lightfoot, mayor of Chicago, Neil Ferguson, the author of all the model, the model that came out that said between two and four, two and four million Americans would die of coronavirus. Sorry, Neely, 9,200. Bill de Blasio and Shirlane McRae, Bill de Blasio's wife, all violated their own coronavirus orders. Why are they not scared? Because I'm looking at this list. Nance Pelosi is over 60. Both Cuomo's over 60. Stephanopoulos got to be close to 60 or above. Laura, because he's older than me. Lori Lightfoot, older than 60. Neil Ferguson, I have no idea. Bill de Blasio and his wife are both over 60. So explain to me why they're not terrified of the coronavirus at all, because allegedly they're in the most vulnerable group. You know why? 
I saw this. And I wish I would have made a. I wish I would have made, taken a picture of it and put it on the put it on the show. If you have a pandemic, legit pandemic, where are the bodies? There would be bodies everywhere. You'd have all your different groups of your friends would be dead. Real pandemic. That hasn't happened. They know it hasn't happened. I want you to think about it. I'm not even going to use the 80 to 80, 180,000 anymore. That's just pure bogus garbage. So say you got 10 to 20,000 deaths of it, which is a light flu season, which is what we have, folks. We've been saying this is a heavy flu season. I've been saying it was a heavy flu season. I repent. I was wrong. It isn't a heavy flu season. Corona's a light flu season. And it's replaced the flu. Because lo and behold, around January 1st, flu disappeared. The flu season usually runs to May. It disappeared. Oh, it wouldn't be that coronavirus cases, flu cases being counted as coronavirus cases. Could it be? Could that happen? No. If it was a legit pandemic, you would have stacks of bodies everywhere. You don't have it, folks. That's reality in that picture. Cuomo knows it. The Pelosi knows. Andrew, Chris, Cuomo, George Stephanopoulos, Lori Lightfoot, Bill de Blasio. They all know it's a hoax. They're not scared of it at all. You know why? Because statistically speaking, it's just a normal year. Oh, no. If I admit that, that means I wasted all that time quarantining. You wasted it anyway. You might as well admit it. Well, I wasted all that. Man, I thought I was virtuous all these last four, five months. I, I really gained my self-esteem. I had meaning. I had a cause. I had something to believe in. I thought I was saving people's lives. As I drive around in my 1994 Toyota Corolla with duct tape all over the windows, I thought that I had meaning in life and saving lives. I thought I was the new CSI. No, you're nothing. Go accomplish something. Your mask does nothing, puppeteer. All right, from the Yahoo News. Now, this is written in, I believe this is for the Yahoo News in Great Britain. So they call moms mums. So if I actually slip and call them a mum, that's how the article is written. It's not me. Pregnant mom live streams arrest after planning lockdown protests. This occurred in Australia. This mother was planning on digital media, social media, was planning a lockdown. I mean, planning a lockdown. Planning a protest of the lockdowns in Australia. Australia, they need to bring back my favorite propeteer, Joseph Goebbels, from the Nazi party. Because really, Australia is really no different than Nazi Germany. No different than... Yeah, communist russia ussr soviet union no different now they're they're indistinguishable well it's because we're trying to save lives from what ask yourself we're trying to say whenever you anybody says those things to you run the statistics through your mind 99.9 percent survival rate 0.1 post-infection death rate 60 to 70 percent of people who catch COVID never know they have it. Did you see that thing that I put on earlier about it, the University of Alabama? 1,300 people in the University of Alabama were tested with COVID. None of them were symptomatic and not one hospitalization. And yet this is what's going on. They're locking up a mother who's pregnant in front of her kids for planning a protest. Play the video for me. A pregnant woman has been charged with incitement after police raided her Ballarat home. The 28-year-old live-streamed her arrest on Facebook after allegedly encouraging friends to attend a lockdown protest. Crime reporter Lana Murphy. 
crime reporter. At three o'clock this afternoon, four detectives storm into a home. Now, you're under arrest in relation to incitement. Incitement? Yeah. A young mother, still in her pyjamas, is cuffed. What on earth? Excuse me, what, what on earth? Slapped with a search warrant in front of her partner and young children. It's this. Ultrasound in an hour? Yeah, she's pregnant. But Ballarat detectives were determined to question Zoe Bueller after the 28-year-old allegedly created this Freedom Day Facebook event, asking her friends to remember the 5th of September. I wasn't breaking any laws by doing you that. You are actually, you are breaking all. That's why I'm arresting you in relation to in How can you children, arrest her? That's... In front of my two children. The former cleaner, turned candle maker has posted that COVID is a hoax and police allege she was behind an anti-lockdown demonstration similar to those planned in major cities across the world this Saturday. Can't you just say to her take the post down? Like, come I'm on. I'm happy to delete the post. This yeah. is ridiculous. Any device in this house we're taking. This well, is ridiculous. You're not taking my phone. Well, I'm taking any device. Any That's device. my phone. I'm it's nothing to do with her. It's my phone. Yesterday, two men accused of planning the Melbourne event were arrested. The RSL slamming the tens of thousands of protesters expected to gather at the Shrine of Remembrance. To protest at the Shrine is really quite... You bring it back to me. So I wrote down some notes here. Blatant breach of chief health officer's directions. That's what she was accused of. Arrested for incitement. In, can you, folks, if this does not rivet your soul, something's wrong with you. This is Australia now. There's there's goof goofballs that like to always compare us to Australia. We can do gun, we can do a gun. Uh, what they what are they called? A gun turn in. The gun. Well, they didn't even buy back. You just turn. They did do a buyback too, but you just everybody mass turned in their guns. In uh, Gun, really, gun confiscations. They were mandated. It wasn't just a buyback. They were mandated to turn in their guns. And look how great it all turned out for Australia. Their violent crime rate has gone through the roof. Nobody ever talks about that, though, of course. Because if, if you talked about the truth, it'll violate your narrative. Can't have that happen, right? So you have a woman in a democratic country arrested for incitement. That doesn't sound like Goebbels' Germany, like Hitler's Germany. That doesn't sound like Stalin's Russia where you're arrested for incitement because, and here's the, the, the clever thing that they do, and they did this in the United States too. They make it a law that you're not allowed to protest, so then you can't protest against the laws. That's what's going on here. Arrested for, did you hear that cop too? And I just, I'm ashamed of, like, you're, you know, I walked that thin line, you know, because those cops are absolute stormtroopers. I mean, they're, they're not operating. They're not operating within the realm of a democratic society whatsoever. They're just jackbooted thugs. That's all they are. Listen, I love the American police, and by the way, I was very critical of American police if they made unconstitutional COVID arrests. Oh, excuse me, you're under arrest for not wearing a mask and social distancing. You are not a good police officer if you did that. You're not. You should resign today. There's for the record. I want. Listen, I I am an equal opportunity offender. Truth is truth. If the truth makes the cops look bad, then the, I still speak the truth. See, that's called being principled. If a Democrat could be caught drowning puppies and they would somehow find that to be virtuous in the mainstream media. See, wrong is wrong. And that cop, I'll take every device in this house. Who do they think they are? Who does that little twerp think he is? 
little beer belly, little twerp. Who does he think he is telling those people, I'll take every device in your house and you're under arrest for incitement. And they've given every power. I, I, I just cut the video short, but the, the reporter later says that this, that this is how the government framed it, that that woman was doing a blatant, was guilty of a blatant breach of chief health officer's direction. Who the heck is a chief health officer that trumps every vote, that trumps every court? And Christians out there and Republicans and they're still not opening their churches and not opening their businesses. You've got to stand up and be willing to take your pinch. You got to stand up, open your business tonight, put out some kind of signage with a flashing light that says, you know what? I don't care what my governor says or my health department director, unelected health department director that don't obey their own laws anyway. We're open. You gotta gonna have to stand up. They can't arrest us all. We can't all move to South Dakota. From the Gateway Pundit from today. My favorite person, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, threatened President Trump today after he signed a memo. We can throw that anytime you want. After he signed a memo looking at pull, pulling funds from New York City and other Democrat-led lawless cities. Look what he says. And this, I'll read this from John Cordello. He does. Oh, I'll read that. You got to go reverse order. Governor Cuomo says Trump better have an army to protect him if he comes to New York City. Cordello writes, he does. It's called the NYPD. We despise Cuomo and de Blasio. Darn right they do. Those are, oh, so what Cuomo's mad about is Trump is threatening to, and will, we know he'll accomplish it. They can say all they want. The man accomplishes everything he says he's going to do. Go ahead. Write your ridiculous. I have occasional Democrat write their stupid crap on here. Last week, somebody put on here, 12 years after a liar, Germany was on fire too. Uh, Democratic moron, it's your, it's your supporters that's lit everything on fire. Dummy. So you have Cuomo's all upset with Trump because Trump is, is threatening to and will defund his, to some degree, defund his city of federal funds. Because they're choosing to be lawless. And I know Cuomo is not just over New York City, but really most of the state of New York lives in New York City. Nine million people, eight to nine million people live there out of 19 million. So the rest are scattered throughout the state. But he's, he's, he's upset with Trump because Trump's saying, I'm not sending federal funds to Seattle if they're choosing to be lawless. Why would you, why would you send federal funds to rebuild a city that's refusing to keep itself from being destroyed? If you have a Ted Wheeler out there or a Jenny Durkin, Portland and Seattle respectively, that's their mayors, and you have them refusing to stop arsonists, refusing to stop looters, refusing to stop the carnage in their city, refusing to stop murders. And by the way, you know, if you got Armand Arbery, George Floyd, Brooks from Atlanta, Blake from Kenosha, you got like five or six if you want to call them, well, some of them are. Listen, very questionable. Some of the George Floyd, obviously very questionable police death, police involved death. Call them all questionable, let's just say, so it's easy to talk about it. So you've had five or six deaths. How many people have died in George Floyd related riots? 32. Typical Democratic Party. Follow the Democratic Party around and you will find the bodies. Democratic Party will slaughter the unborn without thinking twice about it. 
You will always find the bodies of the Democratic Party. Anywhere, all the time. They don't care about human life at all. What they do is they accuse you of what they are. You don't care. You're separating children at the border. You have no compassion on children. Yeah, but you'd slaughter that same child one minute before they're born. That doesn't matter. Well, at least with with me, everybody lives. They may be in a cage separated from the pedophile that brought them to America, but at least they get to live. (laughs) I won't get into that right now. But Cuomo's torqued off at Trump because Trump's threatening to defund anarchist cities. And he says, you better come here with bodyguards. Typical Democrat. Typical Democrat. Quick hitters from the Gateway Pundit from today. Get this one now. Canadians' chief public health officer. The most powerful people in the world. They run the Gestapos. They run the Gestapo in Australia that just arrested that mother for never. She never did actually. It's bad enough if they arrested her for actually protesting. That's bad enough. They arrested her for planning a protest for incitement. If that doesn't bother you, something's wrong with you. Well, it can't, I can't allow it to bother me because if I allow it to bother me, then all of my quarantine and mask wearing, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't make all that as right in my soul. So I'm going to go ahead and ignore that totalitarianism so that I feel better about the worthless actions that I've taken. They don't, if, if I believe in that, then it validates that this really isn't all about a compassionate response to a disease. If it's not all about a compassionate response to a disease, then I've been wasting my life for the last five months espousing my Corona virtue. That's a, that's a fact no matter what you do. So you might as well admit the truth. Canadian's chief public health officer says... People should wear masks while having sex. And you're not allowed to kiss. Recommends no kissing during sex. Just letting you know. Just want you to know that's that's by that's six months into the virus now. That never came out till now. Back in April, have sex. Just like Neil Ferguson, the creator of all the doomsday models, got caught doing that without a mask, without quarantine defying his own lockdown, sneaking to a married woman's house to have sex with her without a mask. Her name, by the way, I just like to get the names out there. Chief Public Health Officer, Dr. Teresa Tam. Democratic District Attorney, Diane Beckham from Contra, from Coach, Contra Costa, California, ordered attorneys to considers, consider the looters' needs before filing charges against looters in their community. That's America. So when they get arrested for looting, the judge needs to, or the state attorney needs to look into what was their needs at the time of their looting. Boy, I'm glad I'm not a cop anymore. All right. Latest poll, Pennsylvania tied up 46 to 46 with president Trump receiving 27% of the black vote over. This is a quote from the gateway pundit. You ain't black Joe Biden. <laughs> Remember, that's his thing. You vote for Trump, you ain't black. You know, tro- you know Joe Biden, who's not a racist. Late, tied in Pennsylvania. Listen, I'm going to tell you something flat out. I'll use my four-letter word again. If Trump gets more than 10% of the black vote, over and a landslide. Prediction. A lot of people are afraid to predict because they're afraid they'll have to come out and say they're wrong. Listen, if you've been as wrong as much as I have in my life, I've learned. That's the nature of being a Christian. You have to learn to just go ahead and if you're wrong, say it. It's like, I'm, you know what? I, I wrongly said Derek Chauvin murdered George Floyd. I said that two or three times and two for sure, maybe three. He didn't murder him. 
That's a fact. I was wrong. How, where that all turns out, the you know, autopsy has come out that George Floyd died of a fentanyl overdose. That's a fact, folks. It's a fact. It complicated by being pressed to the ground and all that. So that'll all work out. But I was wrong in what I said. I'm predicting 45 states for Trump minimum. He's going to win by a landslide. See, I know that you know, you've had prophecies and prognostications that have come out predicting really dire things happening in November. I believe in those prophecies. What I mean by that is I believe that they're possible if the church does not stand up. I believe that really the church, this is going to be tough to say. I, I don't believe the church is standing up. I believe there's a remnant of the church. A lot of you are, there's a, I don't know how many people we got watching on YouTube because I always ignore everybody on YouTube. How many? 18 people on YouTube, 100 and what? 22 people on YouTube right now. I love all you guys. Thank you. I will have the technology. Guys, our next, listen, we got to have that technology on Saturday right here so I can find out. 189 people watching on Facebook. The church is not rising up. All you guys probably are if you're part of the church. What's happening right now is the church is being led by conservatives. What I mean by that is we have a bunch of Trump toting. I'm one of them. I mean, I'm a Trump guy too, along with being a born again Christian. Trump toting conservatives out there dragging the church into political righteousness. It should be the other way around. The church should be leading the country, but they're not. But I do believe there is a rise even between even in even in the midst of nominal Democrats. What I mean by that is Democrats that are not too far gone. They're not too far gone. They're going, you know what? I really don't like Kenosha, Wisconsin. You know, the time, like I said to my church on Sunday and I said a podcast ago, only time I'd ever heard of Kenosha was in Home Alone 1, the Kenosha Kickers with John Candy. I don't like the Kenosha, Wisconsin is on fire and there's Democrats in Wisconsin are going, I don't want this. So there is a rise and Trump is going to win big. I don't apologize. And I, listen, the, the prognostications. And the prophecies that I've heard of terrible things happening in November, I don't think they're going to happen. I believe that they were a possibility of what could happen. There was a pastor put out, he's got a goatee. Seems like a really good guy from an Assembly of God church. Put out a prophecy about like the UN and whatever being in D.C. Trump had disappeared. I'm not belittling what he said at all. That could very well be a clear message from God. But we can't change it. God can, listen, if we side with God. He will use his power in our defense. This country was founded by born again Christian people. And even conservatives who aren't even born again Christians. You just slip into following the Bible. I advise you though, that doesn't save you. I advise you to get your life right with God. Get saved. Onward. Christian, I mean, greatest recovery ever from the Gateway Pundit. The number of insured unemployed Americans dropped by over 1 million this past week alone. Trump. Yeah, there you go. All right, here we go. Trump, Joe Biden expresses his true feelings on the police. Now, the Goebbels media, you're like, Tom, you're all in this Joseph Goebbels. Yeah, I mean, that's what the media is here. It's Joseph Goebbels always covering for Hyden Biden. That sounds like a German name. Heiden Biden. What's your name? Heiden Biden. Or it's a German last name. My name is Joseph Heiden Biden. Or an ice cream. What's your favorite? What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Heiden Biden. All right. So Goebbels Media and the 
the Goebbels media is always trying to cover for the for the Biden campaign, right? Always trying to reframe it for Biden Biden, as now they're trying to reframe him as a law and order candidate. Here's the problem. Right after the Robert Blake, oh, not Robert Blake, that's uh, Beretta. What's the Jacob Blake shooting? Here's what Biden said. Play the video for me. Here's Joe Biden just after Jacob Blake, a man who was wanted for sexual assault, who was resisting arrest and tried to get into his car to get a weapon, was shot. And remember, this is from back when we knew basically nothing about the circumstances. What I saw in that video makes me sick. Once again, a black man. Jacob Blake has been shot by the police in broad daylight with the whole world watching. You know, I spoke to Jacob's mom and dad, sister, and other members of the family just a little bit earlier. And I told them justice must and will be done. Is this what we want America to be? Well, do you realize how dangerous this rhetoric is? At this point, we knew nothing about this crime. Joe Biden is one of the most powerful listened to voices in the country. How much chaos, how many businesses burned because of a selfish desire to stir things up and score some political points, say anything, sacrifice anybody to win politically. It's a tale as old as time. Not long ago, Jacob Blake's shooting would not have fueled protests. People would have said, well, he was being arrested for sexual assault. He was resisting. He was going for a weapon in the car and a knife in there. Cops tried the taser first, like they're supposed to. It wasn't enough to stop him. Most people would say this situation is no Rodney King. Days ago, bring back to me. What did he say at the beginning? You guys remember out there when I saw this, it was a something. Uh, I can't can play, play the very start of it for me again. I want to see it, what he said. It's the very start starting at 756. I want to get that right because right there. Go ahead, play it. Here's Joe Biden just after Jacob Blake. I mean, he was sick. There you go. All right, bring it back to me. Good. He said that this shooting made him sick, right? Well, now, when I first saw the shooting, I, res I reserved judgment. What I said was, it's not my favorite. It was not my favorite shooting. I had questions about it. Why did I do that? Why? Because all the evidence wasn't in yet. But you know, I wasn't trying to score political points. Even if I was running for office right now, I would never try to score political points. You're like, yeah, you would. Tom, you probably try to score political points inside your church. <laughs> You'd never watch me preach. <laughs> no, I don't try to score political points ever. I say whatever I want. If I have to come back and apologize, I'll apologize. I don't apologize for what I said initially. That, that shooting was not, in my mind at that time when I first saw it, was not what I considered to be a perfect shooting. But I didn't know all the facts yet. Either did Joe. That's why I didn't say, this makes me sick. This is the worst thing. Like Barack Obama, the Cambridge police acted stupidly. They don't know any of the facts. But here's an opportunity to butt kiss and bootlick. So let me just go ahead and say, it makes me sick. The guys, they went, the police responded. Everybody know the call, right? The police responded there. They didn't go looking for him. They responded to a call for service. This man was at this house of his girlfriend. He was, the girlfriend or on a prior call, somebody was sexually assaulted. He has sexual assault warrant along with other things on the warrant. And they were wanting him removed from the property. He resisted arrest for a considerable amount of time. Then went into his car for a deadly weapon. Every use of force parameter, every use of force diagram in law enforcement says you can meet deadly force with deadly force. 
A knife is deadly force. He was warned numerous time, times, taken to the ground. A taser was used. They went right up the perfect paradigm of using use of force, of using force. And he went for the knife anyway, and he got shot. It was a good shooting. Fact. But that's not good enough for Joe Biden, right? So Joe Biden, Gateway Pundit from today, Joe Biden to meet with Jacob Blake Sr., who has refused to meet with Trump because he calls Biden Biden, President Biden, should be President Biden Biden, who has long, who has a long history, J- Jacob Blake Sr., who raised this masterpiece sex offender, who has a long history of racist, anti-Semitic, and anti-Christian posts in Kenosha, that's Jacob Blake Sr., Following his shooting, Jacob Blake Sr. started making the rounds in the leftist media. Blake Sr. lashed out at police officers for putting shackles on his son in the hospital. That's what you do to everybody. Blake Sr. also recited Koran verses during a prayer ceremony for his son. Joe Biden, after criticizing President Trump for going to Kenosha to score political points, guess what Biden Biden did? He's going to Kenosha now. Of course, he's going to tour it, say that he's pro-law enforcement. Now all the Democrats are saying, protesting is right. Looting is wrong. Where have you been since May? It's September. Joe Biden is expected to meet with Jacob Blake Sr. on Thursday. Today, I guess, during his trip to Wisconsin, having been lured there by President Trump's successful trip there. Place up, put some of those picks up. This is Jacob Blake Sr. A Jew can't tell me blank, period. Next one. The same pink-toed Jewish people that control the interest rate, control the media, they control minds and money. Jacob Blake Sr. Jacob Blake Sr. with a picture of Jesus in his toilet. That's the father. That's who's the Joe Biden, the Joe Biden Biden supporter. As always, same place, same thing, same people every time. Doesn't matter race. Doesn't matter pigment of skin. Doesn't matter origin. It's a mentality. Same thing. Democrats are the same everywhere, full of hate, full of violence. They'll say, well, no, it's the all right. Where? Where's, uh, I want you to name the last Republican looting spree. Please name it. Go ahead. Send it to me. You send it to me right here on Facebook. Please. The, ne- the last Republican looting spree. Send it to me. Show me a picture of conservative Republicans burning down an auto zone. Please show it to me. You know what that's called? Facts. There are none. Show, here's the thing too. I challenge you. Show me the peaceful protest. I don't even see peaceful protests. People will say things like this. Well, they're mostly peaceful during the day. That's because they're sleeping under their park benches during the day. They're still in the basement wearing their Snuggies with, in their mom's basement eating Hot Pockets during the day. What they do all day long is linger around parks and then they all congregate together at night and start burning up people's property. Show me pictures of peaceful protests at all. The Democrats just pull these things out of of thin air. You're like, Tom, you're always talking about Democrat this. Listen, it's time to say what needs to be said. Well, there's some good Democrats out there. Not if you're supporting people like this. Not if you're supporting Joe Biden. Not Not if you support ripping a child out of a womb. One minute before they're born, peace by bloody peace. I don't care if it's one minute before they're born or one minute after they were conceived. If that's what you're in favor of, you're a monster. And don't tell me about kids in cages. Don't tell me about your compassion for people with COVID. 10 to 20,000 real people died of COVID. 
One to two million abortions per year in the United States. Don't don't espouse your virtue to me as a demon rat party member. Brianna Morallo tweet from 9-2. You got the right thing up, brother. This man in the Bronx was shot in the chest. Both officers, I'm going to butcher this name, Pernarado and Samuel rushed onto the scene to save his life. Play the video. I'll talk over it. There you go. Look at these officers right here. Now listen, who's saving the black life? Who's saving the black life? Does that guy care about that black life? You have what appears to be a lighter, uh, two white men for all intents and purposes, saving a black man who was shot in the chest and the 97% chance that that black man was shot in the chest by another black man. 90s, who is rushing to his aid? Is there any differentiation between their care for him? And any, look at these guys. Oh, you want to defund the police? And here is the thing too. Where are you at, LeBron? Come on, LeBron. Where's your comments? Defund the police. Come on, LeBron. Where are you at? Police are all racist, right? Who's saving that black man's life? Bring it, bring it back to me. The cops are, dudes. The cops are. Where are you at, LeBron? Any comments? I wonder if they're going to hold any appreciation ceremonies in the NBA. Now, listen, they're like, well, that's because there's just so many black men gunned down by the police. How many black men are saved by the police? You ever think of that? LeBron, you're going to have an appreciation night for all the black men that are saved by the police like that guy. If they were, if they managed to save his life, listen, they saved. if that guy's alive, the cops saved his life. You going to write any appreciation? You going to put anything out, LeBron? No, because that will violate your narrative. If you put something out, then that would make you that that would make everything that you've said and everything that you propagated, everything that you've organized, your Black Lives Matter shirts make them meaningless, and you can't have that. It's just all it's just like all the Christians right now who bought in, grabbed their ankles, locked down, quarantined themselves. And now you found out that the whole response to COVID is a hoax, but you just won't say you're wrong because there's too much to lose. Pride goes before your own personal destruction. A person's own folly leads to their ruin, yet their heart rages against the Lord. Proverbs, Psalm chapter, Proverbs 19.3, the last one. The, from the Dan Bongino show. New York City passes 1,000 shootings this year. You're like, well, that about, sounds about right. It's not right. Listen now. On Sunday, NYPD indicated that New York City passed 1,000 shootings for the year. It also stated that nearly 10 people, uh, these articles, I'm telling you, it's not me, are so badly written now. People need to proofread. 10 people were the victims of gun violence. Every single day over the last four weeks, according to the New York Post, 10 people per day. For four straight weeks, with four months left in 2020, New York City logged 1,004 shootings as of August 30th, according to NYPD data released Monday. Last year, now here's the important part. Last year at this time, what was the number? Let's put them right next to each other. Ready? August 30th of this year in New York City, run by four decades, Democrats. I know you're thinking Rudy Giuliani was there. He had, his, he had his time and he straightened out the whole city, but look where it is now. 1,004 people shot this year in New York City, eight months in, eight months in. Last year, same date, August 30th, 
537. Wow. 100% increase. Double. They doubled it. Just, I mean, it's not really doubled, but it's close. It's like a 70% increase. It is the first time the city has eclipsed the benchmark in gun violence since 2015. That's for the year, though. 2015, they had 1,100 shootings. They're already at over 1,000 right now with four months to go, and they're having 10 shot per day. Per day. Add those numbers up in your mind. Luckily, though, we have Bill de Blasio. Luckily, Bill will take charge at any minute of his city. He'll take charge. He's out there. You know the video? Video's better. <laughs> there he is. There's Bill de Blasio. Let's see if I can actually look at it right. Am I looking at it? There we go. <laughs> You have Bill de Blasio out there fighting violence. Look at him right in front of Trump, Trump Tower. And what's he doing? He's actually painting Black Lives Matter on the street. You guys got to turn that volume down. He's painting Black Lives Matter on the street. And then he assigns police officers to protect what they painted on the street. That's, that's the leadership. That's the mayor of New York City whose wife has... A $2 million per year, 17-member staff. Facts. All right, from Dinesh D'Souza. The galactically, this is my own words right here, not Dinesh's. I'll put it, you can put up his pick, actually. There you go. Breaking, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser. I wonder, who, wonder what party she's in. <laughs> yeah, Democrat. Has just proposed using her power to remove the Washington Monument and Lincoln Memorial in the wake of George Floyd's death, overdose of fentanyl, death to push for inclusion, equality, and justice. The mayor, who cannot control her streets, who cannot keep RNC members from being mobbed after the RNC, all she had to do, you know, in every one of these cities, I want to make sure that you're clear on this. Keep that, keep that picture ready to go. I want to make sure everybody's clear on this. Remember, cop right here, 25 years, 1992 to midway through 2017, 25 years and one day I was a cop straight. You can easily control all the violence. There's not enough cops to control all the looting. That's bull crap. There is plenty of cops to control the violence. Plenty of cops, plenty of armament, plenty of tear gas, plenty of rubber bullets, plenty of paddy wagons, plenty of handcuffs, Plenty of zip ties, whatever, plenty of tear gas, plenty of, of you know, pepper spray, every, anything you need, they've got it all. They're ready. They, a, a city like D.C., you have the Capitol Police, it isn't, aren't even D.C. Police, and you've got the D.C. Police Department, District of Columbia Police Department. They've got a, probably a couple thousand law enforcement. I mean, they do. They have thousands of law enforcement officers. You could quell a riot in one minute. Listen, you rocket a rubber bullet off somebody's chest, game over. We need to bring in the Israelis. You want to quell riots? Bring in the Israelis. We need to send Muriel Bowser and Ted Wheeler and Jenny Durkin over to Israel and have them spend a week with Benjamin Netanyahu to actually discuss and learn how you quell a riot in five seconds. You get out some of those trucks that blast water that'll knock you from here to the end of the football field, and you'll go home. These 150-pound, snuggy-wearing, skinny-jean, latte-sucking, moronic protesters, rioters that are out there, listen, they eat a rubber bullet, they'll go home. That, believe me, I know. Been there. They'll go home. 
They'll go home. Put up the next one for them. Here's their grand plan. I hope that you can see this. I I can I can see it barely, but I got it. This is her plan right here. This is from Muriel Bowser, Democratic mayor of D.C., Trump hater. This is her plan. Recommendations using the mayor's position on the National Capital Memorial Advisory Commission. There's a grouping of idiots. Recommend the federal government remove, remove, relocate, or contextualize the following assets. Christopher Columbus, gone. Benjamin Franklin, gone. Andrew Jackson, gone. Thomas Jefferson. How do you remove the Jefferson Memorial? Outside of TNT, how do you remove the Jefferson Memorial? I mean, how galactically ignorant can you be, Muriel Bowser? Why were you going to move it? They live in a dreamland. Put it back up there for me because I got to read it. George Mason, gone. Francis Griffin... Newland's gone. I can barely read it. Albert Pike gone. George, the Washington Monument. Put up the original picture. Could you, for that from Dinesh? There you go. Put that up. Gone. Both those memorials. Gone. For Muriel Bowser. Lovely. That's the Democratic Party dream, which I put together a whole montage tonight for your viewing pleasure. And you're welcome. This is what the Democratic Party has created. When you have... A totalitarian like Muriel Bowser in charge of D.C. where they want to remove the Washington Monument and the Jefferson Memorial. Amazing. But this is what the Democratic Party has created. This is what people like that are voting for Kamala Harris and Hyden Biden. This is what they've created. Listen to their own words. Play it for me. I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and Bill peaceful. Rights, dummy. Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. When they go low, we kick. How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? Biggest terror threat in this country is white men most of them radicalized right up to the right i thought he should have punched him in the face so even if you lost he insulted your wife yes. he came down the escalator and called mexicans rapists and murders he said well what do you think i should have done so i think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race and, you would have uh, been a hero i'd like to punch him in the face i said if we were in high school i'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him punch some people in the face when was the last time an actor assassinated a president they're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. And that's a fact. Look as his character is stabbed to death. Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? Kiss your I have thought an awful lot about How do you still have White a House. A Missouri state senator is under investigation by the Secret Service after saying she hopes President Trump is assassinated. I will go and take Trump out tonight. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. 
and sadly the domestic enemies to our voting system and wow. our honoring our Constitution uh, are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They're not going to stop before Election Day in November and they're not going to stop after not Election stop. Day. Not gonna stop, not. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels. That this isn't, they're not going to let up and they should not. If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet. That is what the Democratic Party has created. I am tired of the bull crap about, well, there's reasonable Democrats. If you vote for that, you're not reasonable. It's time to switch. It's time to vote Trump. It's time to vote Republican. That's the Democratic Party. That is what they've created. This is the society that they've created. Rioting, looting, arsons, 32 people dead, including two in the Chop Chaz zone in Seattle. The every liberal's dream community, every liberal's utopian community, Chaz Chop in Seattle. Well, lo and behold, there was two victims, two victims of murder, both black in their utopian society where they're in control, right? This is the society that the Democratic, oh, there's some nice Democrats. No, there's not. No, there's not. If they pull the lever for people like Hyden Biden, Kamala Harris, Maxine Waters, Nancy Pelosi, Ayanna Presley, the cue ball, cue ball Presley in that video calling for violence. And now they're saying, well, protesting is right, but looting is wrong. They've been calling for looting and violence, in my opinion, even to the level of hurting people or even murdering people. They've been calling for it for months. They've been fine with it for months. Never said a word about it. Now it cost them. We, I showed you the video with Don, Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo. And because it's affecting their poll numbers, suddenly they're law enforcement people. Suddenly they're against rioting and looting. As well, but if you actually watch what's going on in California, for looting you have to take in consideration when you're about to charge a looter. What was, their, what was the meaning behind their looting? What, what were they needing when they were looting? They don't mean a word they're saying. They will do anything to unseat a duly elected president. They've been trying it from day one. This is, this little video, I know most of you have seen it, but this little video, let me give you a Bible verse first. Be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap Galatians 6, 7. This, this little encapsulation video, make sure you got the volume up because I want them to hear the, the background noise. This little video sums up what the Democratic Party and Hyden Biden has given to all of us. Play it for us. Play it for us. A brutal attack caught on camera tonight. City police are searching for a man wanted for hitting someone in the back of the head with a brick. Hello, everyone. I'm Vic Carter. And I'm Nicole Baker. All right, bring it back to me. That wasn't the right video. I, I, there's a video, the actual video. You have the perpetrators, the person who's shooting the, shooting the, the footage. They're laughing and mocking that man that got hit in that. I don't know what the, what the end result was. I don't know what his level of injuries were. But that is what the Democratic Party has created. When you are Joe Biden and you go up and you say that what this, the, the shooting that you saw in Kenosha made you sick. When you say that, that's what you've created. LeBron James, when you say there's systemic racism in law enforcement, when you say that, this is a quote, I don't know if that cop left, the, left his house that day thinking that he's going to end a black man's life. When you say that, that is what you create. 
That is the so that is the reaping of the Democratic Party. Make no mistake about it. You can't keep saying Democrat, Tom. I will keep saying it. It is the Democratic Party. It is the Democratic Party. It is the Democratic Party. It's the Democratic Party behind mask wearing. They're all calling for nationwide mask mandates. It is the Democratic Party behind the hoax COVID-19 response. Every totalitarian state, Gretchen Whitmer, Tom Wolf, Phil Murphy, Andrew Cuomo, Kate Brown, Gavin Newsom, every totalitarian governor who still has their state lockdown is from the demon rat party. It is them. It's an ideology. It says the party, you can put any name on it you want. Their ideology is tyranny. Their ideology is to control you. Their ideology is to create two classes. The haves with their $30,000 freezer and their gourmet ice cream and the have-nots. You think Oprah is ever going to go into the walk-in clinic that Obamacare formed? That Obamacare created for you to go to? You think Oprah's going to go there? Or is she going to go to Cedars-Sinai? With Alec Baldwin and Barack Hussein Obama. Which one are they going to... Where does Barack live? Barack makes about $100 million a year. He lives in an $11 million mansion on Martha's Vineyard. That's where he lives. That's the Democratic Party. Bill Gates, second, for, vacillates back and forth. Is Bezos now? Democrat. Bill Gates, Democrat. Warren Buffett, Democrat. Richest people in the world. They're trying to push their control. They're trying, they want to control you. That's all this COVID thing has been about. And by the way, I've said, I haven't said this for a couple weeks. It's all the same lie. You take a small amount of death. You tell everybody it's systemic. Tell, um, COVID's the same thing. How many people die of COVID? How many people? 0.1 post-infection death rate, 99.9% survival rate, 60 to 70% of people who have COVID never know they have it. 99% of all COVID cases are mild. 60,000 people worldwide right now at this very moment, 60,000 out of 8 billion have a serious to critical case of COVID right now. And probably most of those have 2.6 or more comorbidities, right? But they tell you there's a small amount of death, 0.1 post-infection death rate. And they tell you it's a plague. Nine unarmed black men killed by the police in 2019. And it's a plague. It's systemic law. It's systemic racism in law enforcement. You got LeBron out there talking about white officers hunting down black men with no, absolutely no data to support that whatsoever. Not even close. But that's all you got to do. And the saddest thing is I saw people in my church buy into this COVID crap and lock themselves in their house for two months. For what? For what? And they were in their 30s. They were in their 40s. They were in their 50s. They were in their 20s. For what? You statistically have a zero chance of dying of COVID. And you never wore a mask any other year and 50 to 80,000 Americans are dying of the flu 2017, 18, 19, and 20. Hypocrites. But Joe Biden's going to hold peace for ransom. Put that up for me. Does anybody believe Joe Biden tweet 
There will be less violence in America if Donald Trump is reelected from liberal privilege. I know you have dementia, but someone on your staff needs to tell you that the violence is coming from your own party. Make sure they tell you that Antifa and Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter are Democrats. What's, what's Biden saying? If you don't elect me, the violence is going through the roof. Holding America ransom. Holding peace ransom for votes. Now, the truth, the Goebbels media is hiding. It takes Trump to reveal. Say that again. The truth, the Goebbels media, always covering for Hyden Biden, always covering for him, always lying for him, never telling the truth. And it's just, it's not just that. It's also just flat out their own liberal agenda. Always. All the media are, are Joseph Goebbels for the Democratic Party. They are the propaganda wing. They're on the hook with each other. They're on the line with each other. Hey, put this out today. Hey, put that out today. You got it, buddy. Propaganda wing. That's all they are. But it takes Trump to reveal what really happens because the media refuses to do it. Put up that first picture. Here's Kenosha. This is Trump touring through Kenosha. Just keep flipping through them for me. Next one. There you go. That's that's what Kenosha really looks like during the Democratic Party Biden supporting protests. Every now let me ask you this, bring it back to me. Everybody who did that in those pictures, put up that last one, the one was really should, Yeah, that one right there. That's good. The people that did that, who are they voting for? Ask you what is it? Any self-respecting person that has an ounce of integrity, ask yourself the question. Whoever did that, who are they voting for in this upcoming election? Are they going to walk into a voting booth or vote by mail? Are they going to mark down on their ballot Biden, Harris, or Trump, Pence? You know the answer to that. Whether you're a Democrat or Republican, you know the answer to that question. The answer to that question is every single person burning down Kenosha is going to vote Democrat. Listen, look at this picture. I don't even know what city this is in, but this is from Dinesh D'Souza, obviously a city where there's lots of protests, Seattle, Portland, Kenosha. See, even I slipped. I've even been propagated. I just called them protests. They're not riots. This is sad and un-American from Dinesh D'Souza. Single mother owned, please show mercy. This is all I have. Who's she talking to? The Democratic Party. This is the America brought to you by the Democratic Party. One more time. This is the de- this is the America brought to you by the Democratic Party. This is their vision for America. If you want this to continue, put on your ballot, Biden Harris. Get this story from DS from DISRN eight twenty nine. Man stabs AutoZone employee seven times. Tells police he felt the need to find a white man to kill. Democratic Party America. Where's all the denunciations of this? LeBron, Hayden Biden, Kamala Harris, Opal Tometi, Patrice Colors, Black Lives Matter. Where's your condemnation of any of this? Where, where is it, Nance Pelosi? Where is it, Chucky e. Schumer, Chris Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo? Columbus police arrested Javon Hatchett, 19, on Wednesday and charged him with aggravated assault and possession of a weapon during the commission of a crime. He told police his motive, saying he felt the need to find a white man to kill. 
Where's the condemnations of this? I haven't seen it. After watching videos, why did he feel this way? He told police his motive, saying he felt the need to find a white male to kill after watching videos of police shootings. So you watch a video of a police shooting. You have the most popular athlete probably in America, especially in the black community, LeBron James, come out and say that white officers are hunting down black men. Absolute fallacy made up, pulled out of the far reaches of the gray matter between his ears. And you have him propagating that. You have Joe Biden, who's running for president, the most powerful Democrat in the country, says that the shooting in Kenosha, Wisconsin, was done in broad daylight. What did you think it was going to be done, Joe, in the in the dark of night? What what is that? Even, that doesn't even make any sense. But far be it for me to demand that a Democrat makes sense. But you have Democratic Party presidential candidate, most powerful Democrat in the country, say that police shooting made me sick. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. You are reaping what you put in the ground. Joe Biden, LeBron James, Nancy, Nancy Pelosi, Ayanna Presley, Maxine Waters, Kamala Harris, Javon Hatchett stabbed an AutoZone employee seven times after watching Facebook videos of police shootings. Local news reported on Facebook citing Columbus Police Sergeant R.S. Miles court testimony. Hatchett smiles telling detectives he chose a chose a white man at random and stabbed him in the neck. Victims critical and traumatized by attack, according to court testimony. Police said the victim, who is, who is in critical condition but is expected to recover, had no connection with the suspect. Quick question. Where's LeBron? And then a quick statement. LeBron and Joe Biden, you own this. Dinesh D'Souza tweet. A perfect summation of Joe Biden's supporters. Look at this picture. A white Black Lives Matter activist telling a black Trump supporter how to think in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Look at look at the picture. I really honestly I can't tell whether that's a white female or a white male mixed in a salad so I could tell. But they're wearing a tank top. I cannot tell if it's a man with a man bun or a woman with a woman bun pulling down her face mask. Of course, the Democrat has the face mask on because that's what they espouse. Yelling at a black Trump supporter that black lives matter. That summarizes your Democratic Party. And believe me, I don't mean to insult anybody out there. If you're not a Democrat, I don't mean your Democratic Party. I mean the countries. Here is a classic now. Remember what I've told you for weeks, for months. Gator gotta eat. Listen, I live in Florida. I live in Florida. So, no matter what, a gator will eat anything. A gator will never stop until their belly is full. They don't care what it is. They don't care if it's your dog. They don't care if it's a fish. They don't care whether it's alive or dead. A gator has got to eat. Also, you can use this symbolism. A hangman has got to find somebody to put in the noose. Eventually, you can push everybody into the gator pond or you can push them up to the hangman's noose to try to save yourself for a long period of time or maybe for a short period of time. But eventually, you will run out of people to push to the noose. The victim culture that we live in is always looking for perpetrators. 
They will run out of bearded white rednecks like me eventually, and they will turn on their own. Just because you're ankle-grabbing, capitulating white liberal doesn't mean that the white Black Lives Matter rioters won't come for you because you're not, you have not reached their wokeness. You have not reached their level of galactic wokeness. Ted Wheeler is now finding out the hard way. Just like Lori Lightfoot in Chicago, who tries to defund her police. Ted Wheeler trying to defund his police. They're finding out the hard way. Lori Lightfoot had the rioters show up at her doorstep and assigned 141 Chicago PD officers to her block. Because her wife and her 12-year-old son cannot be threatened by the rioters. Everybody else can. Remember, they want a two-tiered socialist system where you have the Politburo and everybody else. That's what they want. Oprah, Lori Lightfoot, Ted Wheeler, the Cuomos, the Obamas, and the Clintons, the ruling class, and then the great unwashed, that's you and me. Ted Wheeler found out that the victims run out of perpetrators eventually who are they gonna who are they gonna accuse anymore i mean the cops have stood down they're being defunded so they've been defeated the the police chief carmen carmen best she resigned so now what do they have to do now they go after their own the, the person who's cooperated with them the most their own collaborator ted wheeler was out there marching with them ted wheeler was eating tear gas you know, of course, when he was out with the protest, he was surrounded by 10 cops. Some of the most burly men I've ever seen in my life. He was surrounded by, kept him safe. Because remember, there's what you get and then there's what they get. That's the whole idea. Stop, listen, Stalin, when he was starving tens of millions of Ukrainians, you somewhere in the neighborhood of 60 to 150 to 200 million people died under Joseph Stalin wanting to follow the exact same policies of Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and Barack Hussein Obama and Chuck and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Hundred, millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions died under Stalin. Everybody who started off supporting Joseph Stalin, he killed. That's how it works. That happens every time with socialism, every single time. But Ted Wheeler has found out the hard way. Let me read this to you from KATU in Portland. Police declare riot. As demonstrators celebrate outside of of Wheeler's apartment building on Wheeler's birthday. Happy birthday to you, Teddy. Happy birthday to you. Play the video for me. Happy birthday, Teddy. Happy birthday to you. There you go. Right outside your house. Just pause that video for me. Right there. Pause that. I mean, does anybody ever... I mean, who are these people? First of all, I honestly cannot tell... If of, of the six or seven people, was they dance, is that the Macarena they're dancing? Um, whatever they were dancing there. I can't tell whether they're male or female. I mean, uh, seriously, I, I cannot tell. I, they're all white and they're all, where are the black people? Just bring it back to me for one second. Where are the black people? Everybody in there is white. This is a Black Lives Matter, Antifa, riot. Out in front of the mayor's apartment building on his birthday. Happy birthday, Teddy Wheeler. They're out there shooting commercial grade fireworks at his building. I'll show you the videos in a second. But where are the black people? 
See, uh, the black community, I, I really do believe the census upwards of 38% are voting for Trump. And by the way, once again, if Trump gets more than 10 or 15%, over. But where are they? See, again, all this is our white, liberal, Democratic Party socialists trying to push an agenda. They found somebody, I guess, that wasn't quite woke and socialist enough. And Teddy Wheeler, it's go, it will land on, listen, and Nancy Pelosi, even the Obamas, they think they're immune because they carry water for Antifa. They carry water for Antifa. They militate for Antifa. So they think that Antifa will spare them. <laughs> no, never. They will not. You're not woke enough. You do not reach the galactic oceans of socialism and wokeness and victimhood you're rich you're in the one percent barack every night when you are spooning with michael obama i mean michelle every night you need to look out your window and go when's antifa coming for me they can't cross the bridges in martha's vineyard well the police if they're gone won't stop them bud Teddy Wheeler's finding out the hard way. Play the next video for me. Skip that one. Play the next one. There we go. It's right out in front of the mayor's house. Pause it right there. Where are the cops? Where are the police? You can stop this. Again, cop for 25 years. You can easily stop this. Play it for me. Again, male or female, I have no idea. Mike or Michelle, no clue. I have absolutely no idea who they are. Play the next one for me. Just for a couple seconds. There we go. Right outside Ted Wheeler's house. Where's the social distancing, by the way? Right back to me. There you go. All right, one last story here before we call it a night, maybe. <laughs> I never know. I got a lot of material. I always have way too much material. I want to go over this with you, though. Some of this is an old story, but it's got new stipulations to it. So pay attention to it while simultaneously from Dan Bongino while simultaneously launching a frivolous case with the goal of dissolving the NRA, the national rifle association, New York attorney general, Letitia James has also launched an attack against the Trump organization. Put her pick up for me. Just a, just a pick. That'll work right there, brother. Perfect. There she is. Just wanted you to get an idea who she was. In a legal filing on Monday, James asked a judge to force the Trump organization to provide financial information to aid her probe of their financial dealings. Let me ask you, what does the New York Attorney General, Letitia James, what is her interest in the finances of the Trumps? What, is, what does that have to do with anything whatsoever? We'll get down and down deep into this in just a second. In a legal filing on Monday, James asked a judge to force the Trump organization to provide financial information to aid her probe in their financial dealings. So that's her. That's one thing she's doing. Here's the first. The first thing she did was she's trying to dissolve the National Rifle Association, which I don't know why they're based in New York. Again, let me give you my advice. Very clear. Try to pull it out of what I'm saying. Get out of there. Get out of New York. If you're a cop, if you're the NRA, get out. Everybody else is leaving. Even the liberals are leaving New York. Sadly, the liberals are leaving New York and California. And where are they going? 
They're going to Texas and Florida. Don't come here and vote in that that which you fled from. Don't come in here and vote in your overtaxation and regulation. Don't come here and vote for that. If you're going to come here, repent of your ways. But back to Letitia. Here's her on the NRA real quick. You got the video? Just a few minutes ago, my office filed a lawsuit against the National Rifle Association to dissolve the organization in its entirety. All right, back to me. I won't let that play too long. Back to me. All right, so that's her first thing. So I want to ask, what about the Clinton Foundation? If you're going to go after the Trump orbit, Trump Foundation, whatever they call it, Trump Corporation, I don't know what they call themselves, Trump Organization, what about... The Clinton Foundation. Why was it that people like Letitia James or Letitia James herself? What about the Clinton Foundation? So I pulled up my information that I have very much readily available because it's public record. 2014 tax form. They list. Here's the Clinton Foundation. They list 486 employees. It took 486 people who were paid 34.8 million dollars. And 91.3 million in fees and expenses to give away 5 million. 2014. 2014, let me say it again. They had 486 people employed. They paid them $34.8 million. They had $91.3 million in fees and expenses, all to hand out 5.1 million. So to hand out basically $130 million. I mean, I mean, to hand out five million dollars, it took the Clinton Foundation one hundred and thirty million dollars to hand out five million. The real heart of the Clintons can be seen here. Staggering, but not surprising. I'm reading an article here. This is from 3ccorp.net. These figures are from an official copy of the Bill, Hillary, and Chelsea Clinton Foundation for the tax year 2014. The Clinton Foundation number of employees, 486. Total revenue, $177.8 million. Uranium One being part of that, $45 million. Total grants to the charity, $5 million total grant, grants to charity. This is what they gave away. They brought in $177.8 million. They gave away $5 million. Total expenses, $91 million. Expenses include salaries of $34 million. Fundraising fees of $850,000. Other expenses of $50 million. They put down as other expenses. $50 million. And where's Letitia James? Where is Letitia James? Their travel expenses were $8 million. Note, $20 million in travel and meetings to decide who gets the $5.16 million in charity. Meetings, their meetings cost them $12 million. Where's Letitia James? You're after the Trump orbit? For what? Name what they did exactly. The Trump, by the way, the Trump organization is not a charity. It's a business. This is a charity. You're after the NRA, which is a 501c3 organization. So is the Clintons. Why aren't you going after them, Letitia? Well, you know what? I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Unlike Soros, it has to be Soros. You have, once again, a local prosecutor, a state attorney. Soros has been all over the U.S. 
in these little elections that you, a lot of people don't really notice prosecutorial elections, but local prosecutors, but not just, I mean, these aren't small town prosecutors. Some of them are, but big towns, big cities, you put state attorneys. Why? Because listen, these people make huge decisions about your freedoms. And let me just put this out to everybody again. The Democrats will lock you up. They will put you in prison. They don't care. General Flynn, if it, if it wasn't for Sidney Powell, would be in prison right now. Absolutely. I don't have time to get into that tonight. But absolutely a fraudulent case against them set up by the FBI. They don't care. George, not George Stephanopoulos. Um, I just forgot his name. Papadopoulos. Set him up. Another one. Over, they don't care. They will put you in prison. The McCloskeys in St. Louis. They're standing on their front yard holding a gun and never even pointed it at anybody. And they were justified. They wouldn't have been committing a crime if they did point it at somebody. But they didn't even do anything. One of the guns was a prop, which the prosecutor had made into a real gun, then charged them with possessing a real gun. This is why Soros is behind the scenes getting these people in office. You have the McCloskeys charged with multiple felonies and nobody on their lawn that broke down their fence and vandalized their property, threatened their lives, which is an assault. None of them were charged with anything, but the McCloskeys have been charged with multiple felonies. If you get somebody in a prosecutor's office, if you get somebody elected as the county, local city prosecutor, it's a very powerful position. I've told people this for years. Never put your life in the hands of the blue shirts. And I am one of the blue shirts. I was a cop for 25 years. But if you go out and you get into a bar fight, somebody's going to decide whether you were guilty or innocent. Somebody's going to decide at that very moment, are you going to get arrested or not? Don't put your life in the hands of a person who's making some sort of arbitrary decision or some narrative-based bias decision. Don't put now the McCloskey's had no choice. Hence the reason they ended up speaking at the at the RNC, the Republican National Convention. Now they've saw the by the way, the McCloskey's were lifelong Democrats up till a minute ago. They learned Gator gonna eat. Gator got listen, they were people defending people. They were they were well, not they, he, McCloskey, the, the male side of McCloskey, the husband, he was an attorney defending people, like the people that were looting his property. He was, but the problem is, you learn once it lands on your doorstep, you want things to be handled in a fair and just way, right? Well, now what Soros has done is Soros has put in his surrogates throughout our country. Oh, no, this is all conspiracy. Conspiracy theory. Everybody talks about Soros. Every, it's always conspiracy. Conspiracy this. Gates this. Vaccine. Soros. Is it? Are you sure it's conspiracy? Are you sure? Here's the thing. I knew it going in. I said, I will bet you George Soros had Letitia James, New York state attorney, now demanding the dissolution of the NRA, now demanding the financial records of the Trump, Trump orbit. Now demanding, I said to myself, I will bet you right now, absolutely, that it's going to be Soros money behind Letitia James. And lo and behold, there is. She, she was bought. Here, here it is. 
New York Soros backed. This is from the Geller Report 8-6. New York Soros backed radical attorney general seeks to dissolve NRA. George Soros spent millions of dollars around the nation to elect state and local prosecutors as part of an ongoing campaign to radically transform law enforcement in the United States and weaponize the law to use it against those who won't go along with the radical left manifesto. He enjoyed success at the county level in Virginia, in Chicago, at the state level in Missouri, New York, and California. Jennifer Soros, daughter-in-law of hedge fund manager George Soros, was a major donor to Letitia James, dissolver, attempted dissolver of the NRA, and demander of the Trump financial records. It's Soros behind it all. A Nazi capitulator, a Nazi collaborator who led his own people to their deaths as a 14-year-old, claiming he didn't know any better. And if he didn't do it, somebody else would. So those are all his own statements. So Keisha Bottoms, mayor of Atlanta, also bought and paid for by who? Oh, George Soros. She speaks at the Soros for George Soros at his various institutions, his various organizations. She loves to be a keynote speaker for George Soros. Who else? Remember Jesse Smouye? Remember Jesse Smollett? Remember him? Dave Chappelle calls him Juicy Smouye. Well, here she is, Kim Fox. Remember? There's Kim Fox. Who who paid for her campaign? George Soros. He walked. He committed multiple felonies. He got nothing. He paid his court fees and walked out. Let me ask you this question. If you and I filed filed a false police report accusing two people that you hired of committing an assault and battery on you, bleaching you with bleach and putting a hangman's noose around your neck, which he still had on his neck, by the way, when the police showed up, typical actor. If you did that, accusing people that basically you created your own incident, you bought and paid for, you left a paper trail, he wrote them checks, two actors, two stand-ins on his own show, Empire. Juicy Smouye wrote them checks. They were seen in the store buying red hats, buying bleach on the store's video camera. He wrote them a check paying for it. And still claims he's innocent, files a false police report saying that he was battered on the streets of Chicago at 2 a.m. on his way home from getting a Subway sandwich. It is about 10 degrees outside. Totally, completely false police report. And yet he walks. Why? Put up a picture again. Because of this person, Kim Fox, right there. Who paid for Kim Fox? Who got her elected? George Soros, and she's also super tight with Kamala Harris, who initially came out majorly in favor of Juicy until she found out the facts behind the case. And she would have stuck with it. If Listen, if they could have kept the lie going, it's like Bubba Wallace. If Bubba Wallace could have kept the lie going, he would have, believe me. And so would have, so would Jesse Smouye. He would have kept it going too. I know it's small that I'm saying Smouye on purpose. The last one is Kimberly Gardner. Right here, St. Louis, this is the person who has charged the McCloskeys with multiple felonies as their house was mobbed by Black Lives Matter Antifa rioters, broke down their fence, came up into their yard, threatened their lives, threatened to burn down their house, and who got charged with the crimes? 
The McCloskeys did. All because of Kimberly Gardner. And who got her elected? Who got her elected? George Soros once again. Facts. Ready? I'll do this for you one last time tonight. Ready? Facts. That's the truth. All right. That's all I got. I do have a little bit more, but I can't. I mean, it's been. <laughs> well, you want to keep going? You want me to keep going? Send me a message. I can do one or two. I can do one more good story for you if you guys want to hear. Put it on there. Tell them, send everybody a message. Let me know. I got one more good story I can tell you before I go. This is a great one. This is an Antifa guy. Put his picture up. His name is Commander. <laughs> his name is actually Matthew Banta. But his nickname is Commander. Matthew Banta, 23, is charged with obstructing an officer in two counts of fel- felony bail jumping, the station reported. He's also known to be a violent Antifa member who incites violence in an otherwise relatively peaceful protest. He was caught with a flamethrower smoke grenades and fireworks while headed towards a protest and in green bay over the weekend he was previously arrested for pointing this is previously arrested 30 days ago for pointing a rifle at a cop a responding officer says he saw four individuals walking towards a protest with baseball bats one man was wearing a metal helmet with goggles and military style gear with multiple pouches and was carrying an antifa flag when the officer pulled his squad car in front of the group they ran away the officer caught banda put it back up i guarantee you he cannot run fast if you have absolutely no hamstrings and you have no quadriceps whatsoever because you've spent your entire life playing Doom in Dungeons and Dragons. And by the way, he's probably a lurper. The thing is, you have absolutely no chance of getting away, even from a fat cop like me. I would catch you. If my belly was full of Krispy Kreme donuts, I would still run you down. If, it, if I was filled with Krispy Kreme donuts and chocolate milk washed down with a Slurpee that I get for free at 7-Eleven, I would still chase this guy down. Put his picture up. I would still chase that guy down. He does not have a, 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 an ounce of muscle in his entire body, but he's walking around with a freaking flamethrower, which is, by the way, my favorite weapon. What's my game? Halo in Halo. <laughs> Forgot the name. I got Doom on my head. <laughs> I can think of Halo. My favorite weapon in Halo, flamethrower. By the way, you never live very long when you carry the flamethrower. And when he was found, by the way, by the, his his nickname is Commander. Actually, full name Red Commander. He was when he was when he was caught. He he fell to the ground, got into a fetal position, and started crying. The reason being is. He was arrested 30 days ago for pointing that rifle at the cops and he was not allowed to leave as a condition of his bail and he wasn't allowed to move around freely, especially if he was carrying around weapons. So he is staring at, let's see now, a decade in prison. And you know what I say to that? Good. You little Biden Hyden supporter. Oh yeah. I got to play Biden for me. Oh wait, here, let, me set, let me set it up. Let me, let me set it up. Hey, Joe, I want to ask you a question. What's your opinion of this whole coronavirus response? Play it for me. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, has taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's, I mean, you think about it. 
more lives this year than any other year for the past hundred years. What? <laughs> what an idiot. Oh, what a loser. Good. Good. Hey, Jerry Nadler, you know what we've been discussing tonight? I brought, I got Jerry Nadler backstage, got him set up at a podium. He got him some African garb so he could feel self-righteous. And got him set back, you know, in the backstage area here. Hey, Jerry, just real quick, what's your opinion about the whole mask thing? What? <laughs> what an idiot. Oh, what a loser. Good. Good. Keep that video ready for my next one. NBA ratings. Put up LeBron for me. Defund the NBA. Ratings crashed 23% as compared to last year. Lowest watched in five years. What do you think, Will Farrell? What? <laughs> what an idiot. Oh, what a loser. Good. Good. <laughs> Defund the NBA. Defund the MLB. Defund the NHL. Defund the NFL. Let's all leave. Yeah, let's all just leave. Right? Done with it. Absolutely done. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for tonight. I thank you for my brothers and sisters in Christ, Lord, for the 272 that are still on Facebook. Lord, for all those that are on YouTube, I love you guys on YouTube. I will start talking to you more. But Lord, I pray over each and every person. I really am right now. I'm praying over each and every person. Don't hang up on me. Don't, don't leave. I'm praying over you. I'm praying over each and every person, Lord, that's watching. I pray your abundant life upon them. I pray your prosperity upon them. If they don't know you, draw them to you. Lord, I pray your victory. Now, thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. I pray over the church in America that we would wake up, stand up, and speak up. Lord, I pray for revival. Lord, we love you. We praise you. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody said amen and amen. Long show. What was it? Oh, my word. Woo! Long show. I love you guys. I just couldn't stop talking. Really appreciate you being here. Enjoy the rest of your night. Listen, Saturday, 8.30, I'm back. Love you. God bless you.